Holidays with family are endless, dark, and not at all nurturing. Racist diatribes and bigoted outbursts erupt from that one crazy uncle. Lifestyle critiques tear you apart, and the very air is swelteringly hot, while your ancient great aunt's complaints of being cold seize your brain. Try to scream and everyone thinks you're being dramatic. Bottle it all up and you end up with a panic disorder. It's a complicated political web, too. Aunts and uncles wage a cold war of aggression while greedy siblings and cousins vie for TV remotes and internet bandwidth. Naive in-laws and significant others gamble on party games or icebreakers, each new social overture either awkward feast or silent famine. And there are things lurking in the shadows of every conversation. Things snide and derisive and judgmental. Things which make you almost wish for the strange and different and alien. Every year, the Wayland family gathers at Grandmother's house for Thanksgiving. This year, however, things will not be entirely... traditional. And we're not talking canned cranberry sauce. Grandmother lives on the acres upon acres of remote family homestead in frigid New England, in a charming, if decaying, colonial-style farmhouse. Fields cleared for actual farming surround the house, but it's mainly forest at this point. The land abuts a national park and surrounds the homestead with thousands of more acres of uninhabited wilderness. The house and buildings are set far back from the rural highway and down a long, winding dirt road. It's two hours to civilization, and the family has been trying to get her to sell this place for years. But Grandmother won't budge. Our story begins on the day before Thanksgiving. A car travels down the lonely, winding rural highway in the sickly late afternoon sunshine of an early New England winter. There's snow on the ground, but you can occasionally catch a glimpse of patchy brown earth as the dormant fields roll by. In the driver's seat is Sergeant Epona. Sergeant Epona is a 45-year-old career military man and the widower of grandmother's second oldest daughter. He's tough, loud, brash, but an excellent soldier and determined to see this family succeed and survive anything that's thrown at it. He's had a tough time raising his son alone, a man more comfortable in a firefight than he is with fatherhood, and he's fully aware of his kid's flaws, but he did his best, goddammit, and he's proud of it. Sitting next to him is Sawyer. Sawyer Epona is the 17-year-old son of Sergeant Epona. He wholeheartedly believes in his own badassery thanks to a lifetime of military school and an unchecked ego. He's convinced he can grab life by the balls. And also, he feels he has to. He has to be strong and special and heroic. Otherwise, why else did his mom have to die to bring him into this world? But that's an awful lot of pressure for a kid to take on, and Sawyer doesn't always handle it well. And when it gets overwhelming, he wasn't taught how to channel the anxiety and nerves in a healthy way. Sawyer has, once again, found himself suspended from school due to an incident and the atmosphere in the car could only be described as simmering tension. 
My father served this country. His father served this country. And his father's father served this country. I'm goddamn proud to do what I do. So imagine my surprise when my son, the next in line to carry on this tradition, can't even make it through some two-bit military daycare. It's a goddamn travesty. I just don't understand what the hell is wrong with you. How do you think your superior officers will handle this kind of bullshit when you join the Corps? Newsflash, kiddo. They won't. Look, I know it isn't easy. I know I'm not easy. But I'm doing this to help you, son. You just... You just don't fucking listen. You really care, Dad. How often do you call me up? How often do you come see me? An obligatory drive to Grandma's for Thanksgiving. You're not even going to come spend the day. All of a sudden, you care how, how well I'm doing or how well I'm not doing, more precisely? Jesus Christ. I'm out there doing my duty for this nation. You think I want to be in some fucking desert, sweating my balls off and shitting my brains out thanks to the dusty, freeze-dried taco cheese they give us out in the field? I'm sorry I haven't been there for all your t-ball games and science fairs, Mr. Special Fucking Snowflake, but I've been protecting the interests of the American people. Well, ever since I was little, ever since, uh, since I was born, all I've heard about is our, our country, our country, uh... You care more about our damn country than you do our family. That hurts. That sucks. I'm no, I'm no snowflake. I, I, I don't have anybody taking care of me away at school. I've been on my own since I was a kid, for God's sake. And uh, and you, you have the, the gall to call me a snowflake. That's all right. Maybe this is good. Maybe this is good that you're not going to be there this weekend. Uh, maybe it's for the best. One day, son, one day you'll understand that life ain't that goddamn simple. It's hard. And decisions, they ain't so black and white. All right? Look, I love you, son, and I just want what's best for you. I know, I'm sure it was a really hard decision for you to drop me off when I was about five years old and I look back. And so, the Oponas continue their drive in a sullen silence, eventually turning down the long, winding driveway leading to Grandmother's farmhouse. Once there, Sergeant Opona drops his son off, warns him to be on his best behavior, gives Grandmother a quick hug, and waves bye to Tadpole on his way back down the long driveway and towards whatever higher duty was calling him away from his family this time. Several hours later, another car turns down the long and winding driveway towards Grandmother's house. This one is a practical sedan, clearly rented, and contains Emma Wayland. Emma Wayland is Grandmother's divorced 35-year-old daughter. Emma always expected to have a big family, when she found out she couldn't have children, it devastated her. It also devastated her marriage. Her world fell apart, but she rebuilt it. She started a thriving company, using nothing more than hard work and determination. 
She's the cool aunt with her nieces and nephews, and she's found her fulfillment in other places than just home and family. A fact which hasn't failed to disappoint grandmother, who expected loads more grandchildren and who doesn't fail to remark upon it whenever she gets a chance. It's a bit of happy encouragement, or so grandmother thinks, but Emma has never told her family about her infertility, and often that encouragement comes with a sharp pang of sadness and guilt. It's late, and Emma has clearly had a very long trip. Her rental car has been acting up and is even stalled out a few times. But she's made it here at last, and she's very glad to see the bright, cheerful porch light of Grandmother's farmhouse. And, several moments later, a young tadpole come running through the screen door, excited to greet her. Tad, or Tadpole Wayland, is an adorable and quietly precocious eight-year-old boy. Four years earlier, Tadpole and his parents were in a horrific car crash. Both his parents died in the crash, and Tadpole was found the next morning, alive but injured and in shock. He was adopted and raised by grandmother, yet the trauma of the accident left a profound impact on young Tadpole, and he has since exhibited worrying behaviors, aggressive neediness, emotional disassociation, and many others. Tadpole is friendly and helpful with adults, but has a bit of a reputation for troublemaking with his younger cousins. He also always seems to have difficulty fitting in at school. Grandma, you came. Look, 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 look at this thing I can do. And then I want to do, try to do a flip, but really it's just a bad somersault. Okay. Oh, what? when did you learn to do that? I can do it again. You oh my God, do, do it again. again. That's <laughs> I fantastic. I can, I could do it again. Please, one more time. I do it again. Okay, are you gonna show me how to do it later? Oh, absolutely, I'll show you how to do it. Excellent, are we, I mean, are we thinking Olympic time, like uh, uh, gymnastic dreams? Like, are you ready for this? I mean, I'm always ready for this. If you want me to do it again, I could do it again. And I do it one more time. Oh, excellent. Oh, I can't wait, I'm so excited to learn. He's just like staring and all at her. <laughs> like, so what do you want to do? Well, how about I put my bags down and we go find grandmother so I can say hello and see if there's anything that she needs help with. Okay, let's go get that over with and then we'll do the flips again. Sounds good. Emma grabs her bags and leads Tadpole into the warmth of the farmhouse. Once inside, they're greeted by grandmother. Grandmother Wayland, or GM, is shrewd, wise, and capable. She's also confined to an electric wheelchair due to her advanced age. She doesn't let that slow her down, though. She lives off her inherited family wealth and the riches her husband earned building a large food production corporation. She loves her family and wants to keep them safe. Oh, hello, Emma. It's good to have you home at last. I hope the drive wasn't too bad. I know it's quite a long way for you. And the deer are just so bad this time of year. It's rutting season, you know. So, go up, put your bags down, Tadpole knows where your room is, and then when you're ready, come on down. We have plenty to do before tomorrow. I'm going to have you help me with the pies and getting the beds made and the turkey all prepped. That'll be your job, Tadpole. With that, Grandmother wheels her way into the kitchen. There's so much to do. Thanksgiving morning dawns clear and cold, and it's early, very, 
very early when we see a family of four straggle off a plane. At 44 years old, Denver Wayland is the scion of the Wayland family. He's a thoughtful, if careworn, leader who puts his family first, sometimes even above his common sense. The quintessential oldest child, he corrals the others and ensure they fall in line with grandmother's expectations, both because he believes it's his responsibility, but also because he feels a little bit of lingering guilt over his divorce. He knows grandmother liked his former wife, and he disappointed her. Sometimes he tries to make it up to her a little too hard. But he's very capable, and the constant professional demands he's juggling as a lawyer illustrate that. Preston Cardinal is Denver's long-term life partner. He's a 39-year-old account executive for a major food production company. With a reputation for being a little greedy and a tad bit of a salesman, he's always looking for that next big thing in the world of food. But he's not malicious. He's just opportunistic. And he's had to be. He didn't benefit from the wealth and privilege that the Waylands did. He climbed to his position the old-fashioned way through manipulation, flattery, and reckless scheming. His son, Brett, is the apple of his eye, and he loves the staid and reliable Denver, at least as much as he can love someone that's not himself. Brett Cardinal is the 13-year-old son of Preston from his first marriage. He's been a member of the Wayland family since he was five years old. A major Brett, but also a majorly useful one. Brett is clever and resourceful and very good with all things mechanical much to everyone else's regret, considering how much he loves pranks. But as much as Brett may seem like a troublemaking little asshole, he's really a sensitive kid that's desperate for reassurance and love. Sure, his dad Preston thinks he can do no wrong, but Brett's a smart kid and he knows his dad is a bit of a tool. What he doesn't know is how to communicate his fears, anxieties, and needs in a way that isn't lame and scary. So instead, he acts out and tests the people he loves, trying to see when they'll finally give up on him. But also praying that they never will. Amanda Wayland is the 16-year-old daughter of Denver from his first marriage. She's cute, popular, and easily annoyed with everyone. That said, she loves Brett like the little brother he truly is and is very protective of him. While it may not seem like it, Amanda feels the weight of her family's expectations. It's a lot of pressure for a teenager, and being a teenager is already really difficult. She has a tendency to hide her real anxieties and insecurities and fears under a facade of embarrassment and angst. But it's there. She just wishes she could really talk to her dad, Denver. But he's always so busy taking care of everyone else, and she doesn't want to add to his problems. Ultimately, Amanda is a sweet girl that loves her family. She just wishes they weren't so... Ugh. As the family makes its way down the long jetway, dragging their coats and bags, and headed towards the luggage carousel, Denver checks his watch frequently and seems to be peering outside, as though searching for someone. His younger brother, Abel, is scheduled to pick the family up. And of course, he's nowhere to be seen. Denver, sweetie, where's your brother? He told me he was going to be here. Mm. Well... I need to charge my phone. Told you guys I would just call an Uber. I don't know why you waited for him. Why don't we why don't we trust our family instead of going with random people we don't know? Did you hear on the news the other day somebody had to, you know, go they went to court because of some things that happened in the car that, that wasn't supposed to? I don't feel like dealing with that today. 
you're so paranoid, Dad. You know he's not going to be here. And it's so early. The airport is empty. Look, I can have an Uber here in three minutes. Well, how about we give those three minutes to your uncle, and we'll see if he shows up. Dad. And then, and then we'll, we'll talk about maybe getting an Uber. Probably not, though. Dad, tell me what they did in the car, though. What'd they do in the Uber? Honey, please don't. Please don't tell him. It's very early. We're about to land in Hillbilly Junction, where I'm starting to lose cell service. Let's just have a nice family day down at the family farm. I'm and down with that. I need some. You can't do that in front of Grandma. 20 minutes later, as the family is standing outside the airport, they're greeted by a loud, booming bass sound and a comically oversized SUV comes careening around the corner. Behind the wheel is Abel Wayland, hungover but still somehow insultingly carefree. Abel Wayland is grandmother's youngest son, a 30-year-old who styles himself an influence while the rest of the family styles him a butcher. He lives at the family homestead full-time in a renovated second-floor apartment above the barn. He's a bit obnoxious, but the family loves him anyways. He's especially close with Denver. Tell me that that is not him here to pick us up. No, no, that's definitely him. Great, he's here. Awesome. Only 40 minutes late, but that's fine. We're gonna continue on with our day here. Great. As the SUV comes to a stop in front of them, the family sees Abel. Donut in one hand, coffee in the other, recklessly steering with his knees. Hey, good to see you. Hope the flight was chill. I'll go ahead and uh, pop the trunk so you can load those bags in. Sorry, I'd help, but uh, things got a little turned up last night, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Crazy. Abel, I'm so glad you could make it. Uh, did nothing cancel? Hey, man, you know how it goes. Got into the city last night. I was all prepped to get here on time, but it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. You go out, you get a little lit, you have some drinks, you find some cuties, and you just lose track of time. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? Everyone was in the city last night. We were in the city. You were supposed to come pick us up. Doesn't matter. He's here now. We're but Dad! <sighs> Yo, you got donuts though, bro? Donuts? You got any more? Abel? Uncle Abel? No? Abel avoids Brett's eyes in the rearview mirror, but shoves the rest of his donut in his mouth in one go. <clears throat> Sorry, little dude. That was the last of it, and it's all gone. Yeah. Well, maybe if uh, we can stop at a Dunkin' Donuts or something along the way. Maybe. Hungry. I mean, we're kind of already running behind, guys. I'm not sure we have the time for all these stops. You really have somewhere better to be. Could you just turn the heat on in the car? It's freezing. Ugh, it's hot. The SUV, still somehow comically oversized, even with the addition of a family of four, merges onto the interstate highway. It's gonna be a long drive. Later that morning, on the farm, Emma and Tadpole are helping Grandmother with the morning prep for Thanksgiving dinner. Sawyer is holed up in his guest bedroom, probably doing push-ups or being generally badass, when the peaceful Thanksgiving routine is broken by a loud, obnoxious, booming bass sound, and the careening of a comically oversized SUV. 
Abel, looking ever so slightly less like his carefree, normal self, pulls around the circular driveway and parks in the lower-level garage of the barn. Tadpole is one of the first to hear the rest of the family arrive. Uh, Emma, do you, you want to go upstairs? I can show you those flips now. Now's a good time to go check out those flips, yeah? You know what? I think Uncle Denver's here. Uh, I mean, I don't think... It, I mean, he doesn't need to know how to do the flips. Good show. No. <laughs> You know what? We we can absolutely and you know what? I think I think if we do them on the bed, we'll get even more height with the flips. Mm-hmm. But I think we better go check and see because I think Uncle Abel just came back with Uncle Denver. I I think he's probably fine. Yeah. Don't you want to see Amanda and Brett? Not as much as I want to show you the flips. <laughs> All right, you know what? Bargain. Two flips. And then we'll go downstairs and help okay, everybody okay. in the back. Three okay, three flips, we'll go downstairs. Two flips, we'll go downstairs. Okay, four flips, we'll go, well, then we'll go downstairs. Uh, four flips, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Five flips, let's go. We said four. Come on mm-hmm. now, Tap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four. We'll, yeah, four exactly. flips. Mm-hmm. Uh, four flips. Okay, okay. Okay. Six flips, let's go. No. <laughs> All right. Six is my final offer. Okay. No. Six is my final offer. Okay. Let's go do the flips then. Okay, let's go I'll do the do flips. Six, and then you'll do six, and then we'll come down. And, and then we'll come down. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know what? There's enough people they can help themselves with the bags. Yeah, let's they go got hands. Let's, go, do let's go do our flips. Okay. Back in the barn garage, Abel hops out of the driver's seat and begins to head upstairs to his second floor apartment. I'll check y'all later. I'll head back over to the house in a bit. Need a little nap and a shower. Smelling a bit rank. <laughs> He does not, unsurprisingly, offer to help with any of the bags. Okay, great. Well, that's fine. He's probably tired from driving those two hours. His driving two hours is rough. So Yeah, I think he left the keys in the car and the car is running. I drive it. No. Right. What are you doing? Just this is a, a lesson to be learned here. Take these keys, put them in my pocket, and we're just gonna go and see grandma and the rest of the family. It's gonna be great. I could drive it. It's on a farm. It's like legal here. No, it's not legal. And you can't learn it. Remember what happened when you tried to drive the tractor, Brett? It was a bad tractor. And if that farmer didn't want him to drive it, he should have insisted a little harder, frankly. Thanks, Dad. At least somebody, God, somebody cares. (sighs) Gonna stop this argument and move into the house and be chill for what? Hey, plus. Go find some more of your weird siblings. As Denver, Preston, Amanda, and Brett head toward the farmhouse, they are greeted on the front porch by Grandmother. Oh, it's so good to see you. It's been so long. Too long, really. Oh, Amanda, look at you. You're just such a beautiful young lady. And Brett, you've gotten so big. How's school going? I've heard it's going pretty well. You didn't get suspended this year, I heard. That's always a big improvement. Oh, Preston, it's good to see you, too. Didn't Abel help you with your bags? I don't see him over here. We didn't need the help. It's fine. We, we yeah. are... <sighs> Sawyer, Tadpole, come down and help them with their bags. Tadpole can show you to your rooms, and Brett... You'll be staying in Sawyer's room. I'm afraid we just don't have the space with such a big family. Although I always kind of hoped it would be bigger. 
And once everyone's gotten settled, cut on downstairs. There's plenty to do before the meal. Why do I have to share? Because so that's what family does. Awkwardly forces a bunch of different people together under one roof and forces them to make do for a couple days. Sawyer's creepy. Yes, he is, sweetie. And in the next two years, his bunk shot's probably going to be on the evening news. But until then, <laughs> we smile and nod. Great. So when I'm with one eye open, I'm totally stealing your room. Unlocking it. Grandmother gave me the key the last time I was here. What? Why do we not like Sawyer now? He's a fine boy. Like, give honey, him honey, I love you. You have a very generous and forgiving heart. But that kid is two steps. How's away. everybody doing? Hey, Sawyer. Well, Sawyer. Hello, Sawyer. How are you? Doing awesome. How's your ride over? Where's Sergeant Slaughter? Oh, Brett, looking good. Looking cool. Alright, I'm just gonna go ahead and take our stuff and put them away. Just I'm gonna go ahead and help you. Alright, great. Good. Uh, good to see you. Once the family is all settled in, Grandmother calls Tadpole, Brett, Amanda, and Sawyer into the kitchen. Alright, you little gremlins, let's put you to good use. Who wants to help me peel the potatoes? One of you is going to need to set the table, and we still have to tear up the bread for the stuffing. I can peel potatoes. You can't give Brett a, ca- a knife. He'll cut himself. Ooh, cut you. Can I, like, hold the wine, Grandma? All right, fine. Whatever. I'll set the table, dude. I want to help with the turkey. Yes, Tadpole. You can help me with the turkey like you do every year. I'm going to help with the turkey. We just have to be careful, right? It's important. I, I could do it. Sawyer, could I get you to tear up the bread for us then? So I'm going to have Amanda. I'm going to have you make a, an agility roll for me, just using your agility attribute. So you're going to take the number of dice equal to your agility points and just roll them. And then tell me how many sixes you get. Okay, so I rolled. I didn't get any sixes. Well, you are... Not as familiar with a potato peeler. You're trying to figure out, like, wait, this is an old-fashioned potato peeler. It's one of those ones that's not simple. It's it's kind of giving you some problems. Go ahead and roll wits. <laughs> you need to know how many sixes I got? Yes. Two. Once you figured out how to work this potato peeler, you realize the potato peeler is actually better than the newer ones, and you got those potatoes done super fast. Oh, thank you so much, Amanda Deary. You can go play now. Sawyer, I'm going to have you roll agility to tear up the bread. I got one six. Perfect. You tear up the bread. I mean, it's tearing up bread. It's pretty simple. It's not, it'd be hard to go wrong. Brett, you've been messing around trying to find a way into the liquor cabinet, which grandmother in some weird suspicious thing keeps locked around you for some reason. But now it's time to set the table. So you have all of your fine china, the multiple different types of silverware, and you're staring at this going, I thought we only needed one fork per one plate. So I'm going to have you roll a wits roll. I got no sixes. (laughs) So I'm going to have you re-roll, and now what I'm going to have you do is add your observation. I got two. So you take a minute, you look, you're a smart kid. You're like, all right, I think I got this figured out. It's probably not exact, but let me just make it look fancy and hope for no one will ask questions. Tadpole. Huh? Grandmother doesn't really want you helping much with the turkey because you're eight. And I don't mind. 
You can tell she's trying to give you busy work and you want the real job. Like you want to make sure that turkey is stuffed and ready to go. My hands are willing and able. I'm going to have you roll a manipulation roll. I got three. Well, you have guilted grandmother. Oh, you're such a good little boy and you've had such a tough year. Oh, all right. You can help me with the turkey. All done. Now be sure to wash your hands. That turkey's not cooked yet. I don't want you to get worms. Mm -hmm. Don't wash my hands. I don't hear any water running, Tadpole. I wash my hands. Here, don't tell anyone, but here's some chocolate. We were saving it for after the meal, but you've been such a good little helper. I like hors d'oeuvre chocolate. While the kids are helping with dinner, Grandmother calls Denver, Preston, and Abel to the side. I know I'm old and I don't sleep very well, but I've noticed some weird things going on around the farm. Lights out where there shouldn't be lights, rustling when people shouldn't be out and about. And I'd think it was young Tadpole doing his sleepwalking again, but I've checked on him and he's been fast asleep. I don't want to alarm anyone. I'm sure it's nothing. It's just I'm an old woman and... I've got Tadpole to protect, and, well, would you boys mind taking a look around the farm and just making sure there's no signs of anything? I mean, we're all the way out here, and it's so remote. What if there's a vagrant? I hate to trouble you, but I would really sleep better if you just took a look around. How long has this been going on for, roughly? I don't know. A few months now? I haven't wanted to trouble anyone. A rifle or anything if we're going to go poking around for animals? Oh dear, I don't even know. Well, your father's old hunting rifle's probably still out in the barn. There might be a few bullets left there. I'm sure there's more around here somewhere, but... Your mother is a very disappointing stereotype. <laughs> Lack of a stereotype when it comes to gun ownership. Well, now, wait a minute, mister. This is a farm. There are plenty more guns about. My husband was very fond of firearms. I just wish I could remember what he'd done with them all. Mom, didn't we talk about about, where they all are the last time we were here? Grandmother gestures down at her wheelchair. Well, it hasn't really been a priority, sweetie. If you're concerned about there being animals or worse people being around and they happen to find one of the guns that you don't know where they are. Okay. Okay. While we're going around, I'm also going to try and take inventory of all the guns that are around. The chickens are busy staging an uprising. They've been gathering weapons. I have a water gun if you need it. Not right now, Tadpole. If only Tadpole has some of those guns. Hey, Tadpole, why don't you go show Brett how to do some of your really cool flips? I don't want to. I find guns? No, you cannot find guns, Brett. All right, well, you boys be careful. Uh, Emma, you're welcome to come along, but you were not included as part of it because grandmother, while a strong independent woman is a little bit of a traditionalist and didn't think to include you in the hunting party. It's okay, Emma, I'll play with you. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to stay and hang out with the rest of the kids. With me. With that, Denver, Preston, Abel, and Sawyer make their way outside. Yo, guys, like, the old bitty's 90. 
I'm fairly sure there's nothing going on out here. It's just maybe a little of the dementia. If you guys want to wander around this cold-ass farm, it's cool. I'll show you where to go, but we could also just head behind the garage. There's a great spot. She can't see it from the house and just, you know, smoke a fat one and get ready for Thanksgiving dinner. You're pretty observant, Abel, right? If something were to happen, I'm sure you would have noticed, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I stay up real late. It's the only way to really catch the Asians when they're on social media. Oh, you get the cup late? Do you stay up late drinking and getting stoned? <laughs> yeah, man. You get it. Perhaps your perception skills are not the greatest under those circumstances. No, no, man. Weed makes me concentrate better. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly how it works. We're going to stop this now, and we're going to do what grandmother asked us to do. Take a look around and also find the guns. Great point. Denver, maybe you and I should go do that. And uh, Abel, maybe you could take Preston and show him, uh, show him your uh, bedroom or your bong or something. Kid heard me earlier. That's why this is happening. Yes, let's take a look at your exquisite glassware, Abel, and see what sights we can see from your majestic loft. Thank you, honey. You guys keep looking out. If anything, you just give us a holler. You bet. All right, Denver and Sawyer, you are standing in the, let me grab my map. You're basically standing on the back porch of the main house. So if you look off to your left, you can see the beginning of grandmother's garden. You can't see it, but you kind of know that on the other side of the house, off to the right is the barn. And then the fields and outbuildings are kind of scattered around beyond that. So I'll let you guys decide what you want to do next. Abel's, uh, Abel's room was in the barn? He's got an apartment on the second floor of the barn. They're going back to the barn. Why don't we go check out the, uh, maybe start with the garden, see if you see anything weird over there. Sounds good to me. All right. So you guys are going to step off. If you walk to the left, you'll kind of see it on the map. It's that little tiny dotted square off to the left. You walk off, you see a garden. It's got your tomato plants. It's got, you know, various vegetables, most of which are in the, the later stages of harvest and almost dying for winter. Which one of you wants to investigate to see if you see anything strange? You'll make an observation role. You guys can both do it separately or you guys can just pick one person to do it. I mean, I'll go ahead and do it since, you know, I'm the one who's really hounding for the guns here because grandma should have done this last time. Are you looking for guns in the garden, or are you just looking to see if you can see any evidence of intruders? I'm more concerned about the guns. And I'll roll for the uh, evidence of intruders. Okay. I will let you roll. If you wanted to roll survival, I'll let you roll survival, because I've, either one of those is going to give you slightly different information. But if you're looking for evidence of an intruder, either one would work. So I got a one. So you succeed. So you investigate the garden. You see evidence of, you know, footprints and things like that, but they all look consistent with, say, tadpole or somebody from the house coming into the garden. So you're assuming this is just normal foot traffic, nothing suspicious in the garden area. I'm going to move back to the kids real fast. One of the things grandmother suggests, because it could be a good way to get you out of the house because you're starting to drive grandmother insane, is a game that Sergeant Epona invented at a Thanksgiving long past called Bug Hunt. And it's kind of like a combination of tag and hide and go seek. Okay, if Emma's playing, I'll play. Well, you know, 
buddy, I gotta see if grandmother, uh, your grandmother. Oh, I can show you all the best places to hide, though. Hey, Taddy, why don't you be the bug? Excuse me. I'm playing with Aunt Emma. Well, you know what? I, I let me see if there's anything she needs me to do first. I, okay, we, I'll wait, got wait a lot. Okay, let me. I'll take you guys outside in the meantime. Hey, Mom, what can I help you with? Oh, I'm just basting the turkey. I. Oh, I think everything's basically done. It's just the last little details. If, if you wouldn't mind going around and making sure that everyone has enough pillows and and fresh towels and. And then, if you could just look after the little ones, they're, they're a joy to have around, but, you know, they're a lot. You're so good with them, though. You've always been so good with kids. That's why I couldn't wait for you to have your own. I know there's so many people around here, it's a crowded house, but I feel like we could do with a few more. Hint, hint. Yeah, we've got a lot of... A lot of people. Four? Four is a lot of kids. It's, it's a lot. Um, yeah, no, let me run around. I'll, uh, let me make sure everybody's got uh, all, all set up in their room. Uh, Tadpole, um, I got to do a little bit of work first, so I want you to be in charge outside, okay? Okay. All right. I can do that. Definitely. You Come on, guys. You will be in charge. Hey, Tad, I got a new game we could play. It's called... Is go outside. I'm in charge. Come on yourself <laughs> shut up brett don't say that he's just a baby yeah and i'm an in charge baby let's go outside come on let's just go we could play bug hunt and i'll go first you guys can hide i'm counting one wait wait two, wait wait tad why doesn't brett go hide and we find him oh no no i'm pretty good at this i'll i'll find you guys go hide we haven't been here in a long time, so I don't think we should it'll split give you time, up. And no, it'll give you, then you and Brett can hide together. I'll count to, since it's you haven't been back in a while, I'll count to 60. Yeah. One. Emma's going to kill me if two, I let you out of my sight. Three. Fine. Four, he lives here. With five. All right, come on, Brett, let's go. Seven. Where should we hide? Everyone can roll survival or observation, whichever they want, to find a good hiding spot. Uh, none. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you look around and you think, you know what? Sometimes the best place to hide is in plain sight. So you find a line of bushes, like a kind of vertical line of bushes off to the side of the house, and you just kind of stand in between them thinking, he'll probably go right by me and I'll be able to run back to base while he's doing that. Amanda, roll and the number. The number that's in there is the number of dice I have to roll. Mm-hmm. Okay, so well, the uh, observation plus wits. So whatever your wits score is, which I believe is like what four for you, plus whatever is observation together, Perfect. pull your dice pool. Okay, so so do you need the total, or how many are just a six? Just how many are a six? One. So you. Look over and you notice that there is just enough space off to the right of the porch that you can kind of crouch down and crawl under it. Not having to lay down because that would be gross because there's sure to be bugs, but just enough that you can kind of hunch and you're, you're a cheerleader. You, you're pretty, you can crunch down pretty small. So you get into that little space and just kind of squeeze back where he can't see you. Tadpole, I'm going to have you roll observation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go inside and find Aunt Emma. 
All right. So you're going to go inside and find mm-hmm. it. All right. Uh, you want me to roll observation for that? <laughs> no, you don't have to roll observation. Okay. Are you trying to be quiet about it? or are you? No. <laughs> so, Brett, I am going to have you, since you did not hide any place very far away, instantly see Tadpole run around and into the house. What the fuck with that? Oh, he's the worst. Amanda, get out here. A little shit ran inside. Ugh, what? What? What happened? Ugh, I don't know, dude. He's not playing. He ran inside. Maybe he ran inside. He's the one who wanted to play a stupid game. I don't know what to tell you. He went inside. Fucking whatever. I can't. Can we just go inside? I'm I'm done. I'm just tired. We were uh, traveling all night. I had cheer practice late last night. I'm exhausted. This is awful. I got spiders in my hair from hiding. Ew. Where'd you go? I was under the porch. (laughs) He said to hide. I'm gonna throw a spider at you. They're probably- Oh, they're all up in your hair. Let's go inside. Yeah, come on. They're in your bed. We should trade rooms. I'm not trading rooms. I'm sticking all the spiders in your bed. It can't be worse than Tad. Preston, you head up with Abel to Abel's apartment and are kind of shocked to find a very modern loft floor plan. So it's clearly been through like a renovation. I am going to be sending you a map. But you basically walk in and there's a giant, you know, kitchen with like an island. There's these huge kind of floor to ceiling columns that come up from the bottom of the garage to the roof line wall of windows like this is this is a pretty gorgeous place for a converted barn and of course there's the bed is unmade there are clothes everywhere there are dishes in the sink and it looks exactly as you'd expect for an able apartment able sweetie how'd you pay for all this pretty sweet right you know i'm an entrepreneur i've uh got my insta really racked up the followers promised a little free pub borrowed some money from my mom I kind of made it all come together. I'm a businessman. Great. How many followers do you have, Abe? I don't know, man. People just really like those pictures I posted of Bali. Now, I'm just going to warn you, you can only keep using the same vacation photos for so many times until people catch on. You're eventually going to have to leave your house and go somewhere. <laughs> That's what you told me last Thanksgiving, too, man. Mm-hmm. Still works. Wild. Good. Great. I hope you continue to fail upwards spectacularly. Thanks, man. You, too. It's, I don't know why I'm telling you this. You're not going to remember or actually care. But, um... Mabel, yeah. what do you want? I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Failure is kind of cute in your 20s, but less so in your 30s. Bud, what are you gonna do when your mom dies? Are you just gonna live out here in Hillbilly Juncture down on the county line that you got a pretty mouth? Or are you gonna go somewhere? Do you have any aspirations? Are you just gonna live your life online out here in the sticks? Whoa, man, you have got to learn to chill. Look, sometimes you just gotta go with the flow. I mean, way I figure it, when the old bitty kicks, they're gonna divide the farm. 
I don't think Denver really wants it. I know Emma doesn't want it. So someone has to stay here and take care of the old place. And I know I'm a complete slacker, but I'll make sure the place is still standing. And I'm willing to bet Denver and Emma aren't really going to argue with a plan that leaves me safely out of the way and not impinging on them and their super successful lives. You are a very astute, insightful little stoner, son. Abel shoots you the finger guns. Hmm. It takes a lot of hard work to get out of doing hard work. Goodness. I think I might need a little of that if this conversation continues. Can I look out a window and try and spot my husband to make sure a bear has not eaten him? So you will look out a window and you will see, coming around the side of the house from where the garden is, is a somewhat frustrated husband who looks like he has not found the guns that he's so clearly looking for. And he's a little bit nervous, but he's determined. You, you recognize that look on... on face you've seen it before you're like he's gonna come back with an arsenal of weapons or no one's gonna eat stoic worry yeah yeah so you i mean you look around and you're like well at least there's like a half-eaten package of oreos on the counter which looks like it's relatively fresh so you won't completely starve all right denver and sawyer you have not seen anything weird out in the garden where do you want to check? I mean, you you grew up here. You have a better idea than most of us. So, Denver, you would know that out past the barn, there are a bunch of outbuildings. Some, like, little sheds where the animals are, some pole barns. There's also the garage. And then the main house has a cellar and an attic, which you remember very vaguely from childhood as being just full of what looks like an endless amount of armoires and boxes uh, and then the cellar, which has the canned goods, some an extra freezer, and then just a, an assortment of junk. The garage is where most of the farm equipment and things like that were kept. That's what you kind of know based on what you remember about the farm. So I say, based off of that, that uh, we check the barn one last, you know, real quick, try and catch up with Abel and, uh, and Preston, and uh, then make our way back to the house. I'm sure Grandma's just kind of starting to lose how much count she has. Love her to death, but... It'd be lonely for her out here, though. I mean, especially if uh, spend most of her time with a uh, little Tad. Agreed. Maybe it's time to start having to talk about getting her either some help or move her into a home or something. I'm not sure. I know she'd hate me for bringing that up, but it might be time. No, no chance. Maybe you'd want to move back out here, take care of your mother. I don't know if I can, honestly. Is that you talking, or is that Preston talking? Uh, I'm not saying it's not Preston, but I mean, I have a, I have a career too. It's kind of difficult to, to do my job at two hours away from any sort of major city. So, you know, I mean, family, but you know, who gives? Uh, hey, hey now, hey now, low blow. You know, I care about my family very much. I know you do, Preston. Uh, you know. I will not tolerate you speaking about my husband that way. You do whatever you want, buddy. All right, I'm, I'm a little irritated. I'm going to check the barn. You're looking for guns, right? That's my goal. I mean, secondhand looking for things that might be a little sketchy, but I'm more concerned about the fact that, that my mother has left guns laying around, potentially. Sawyer, are you looking for guns or more specifically sketchy things? Sketchy things. Okay. I'm going to have Denver, you roll observation. Sawyer, you roll 
survival. However, you guys are because it's a little bit of a dim light. Trying to like do a quick glance in corners and stuff, it's not going to be super well lit. So you're going to lose one dice on that. I rolled one six. I too rolled one six. All right. So you notice Sawyer like nothing super suspicious, but you do notice in one of the corners there's been a jumble. Like maybe something fell over, either because you know someone was rummaging around, looking around for tools. Um, Denver, you notice that there is the old hunting rifle that is there. It is kind of above a workstation, so it's on the wall a little bit higher up. You don't see any bullets there or immediately around it, but you're sure. She didn't mention there's probably one or two, but at least the gun itself is kind of hanging above a workbench. Does it look like it's been touched at all lately? No, it's kind of got dust on it. No one's really used it. Okay. Well, regardless, I don't like the fact that it's, you know, just chilling around outside, so I'm going to grab it, you know, and, and bring it back to the house when we go there because you got to log this stuff somehow. Okay, so you have the gun, Denver. At this point... Preston and Abel are heard on the stairs, coming down from the second floor apartment. Hey, perfect timing. Find anything? Found a rifle. Oh, sweet. I was uh, hanging here. Did you know that I was there or no? Wait, like right over there? Huh, no way. Definitely great. That's wonderful. Okay. Claire, you know if this thing's any good or not still? I mean, yeah, it looks like it's in pretty good shape. It looks like it's probably workable if, uh, or usable if we have some ammo. Well, ammo or not, we need to bring this back to the house and figure out, you know, if there is any other sort of firearms laying around because... There are many a child running around right now. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't think you guys have seen the place since all the work went into it. You want to come up? It's resplendent, and I'm furious about it. Don't even go up there. We're good, Chief. You sure? I got all the game systems. Even Super Nintendo. Well, we're here to spend time with family today, Abel, not play video games. Now, come on, let's get back to the house. Your loss. With that, Denver turns and begins to make his way out of the garage and towards the main house. Preston and Sawyer following shortly behind, and Abel trailing the group while making mocking Denver hand puppets. Just as they are about to leave, Abel turns back. Hey, wait a minute. Did you guys hear that? There's... Dude, I think there's something over there. You three all turn and see Abel peering at the area where you saw the tools disturbed and kind of the rummaged around look. He begins to walk towards the area. He crouches down in front where there's a, a shovel leaned up against the wall and providing a shelter with a few other tools tented up around it. Yeah. There's something back there, man. And he reaches his hand in. Oh, fuck! Abel pulls his hand out and it is bleeding profusely. You see little droplets spray as he kind of gestures wildly. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, something fucking bit me. You hear a rustling sound and one of the tools crashes to the ground. Preston, Denver, and Sawyer, roll observation. Nothing. Nothing. So you guys think you might see something out of the corner of your eye dart out from that pile of tools around the floor along the edge of the wall and into one of the side rooms. But honestly, you can't be sure. 
It could just be your mind playing tricks on you. All you know is that Abel is standing in front of you, bleeding profusely, and kind of freaking out. <sighs> okay, guys, I do not do well with blood. Is there like a rag or anything in this barn? Yeah, I have a bandana in my pocket that I can wrap around his, uh... His Great. Head. Let's get it sterilized first. I'm sure your grandmother has some antiseptic or at least booze in the house we can use. Come on, guys. I'm feeling a little woozy here. Get you to the house. We're going to get this taken care of. Let's go. I'm sure it was just a raccoon or something because this is an outside barn. Oh, uh, I don't think I'm up to date on my rabies booster. Oh, we'd have to put him down. Hey, no. let's, keep your mind, let's keep your mind off of it while we're walking. Why don't you tell me about some of those really sweet video games you wanted to play? So you guys move off to the to grandmother's house, I'm assuming where you will be pouring liquor over the wound and into Abel. And you still got the gun, correct, Denver? So when you get to the house, what do you do with the gun? No, no, that's stupid. There are kids. No, I'll just hold on to it. I'll rust it. Preston's very much enjoying some cowboy fantasies right now. Sawyer, did you wrap the hands with the bandana? Sure. I'm going to have you make a medicine check for me. Add empathy and your medicine to get your dice pool. And then tell me how many sixes you get. Uh, zero. Well, you wrap it up. It does at least cover the blood. You're not necessarily stopping the bleeding, but you're at least hiding it a little bit. It's deep, but it doesn't look like it hit any sort of artery. It's just able being a little dramatic. Okay, so he's... He doesn't need to go to the hospital. It's, you know, a couple of butterfly band-aids and he's... Yeah, it's probably something that could use stitches, but isn't really necessary. Especially considering how far away you guys are from a hospital or really any sort of medical treatment facility. So you guys ask grandmother about it and she doesn't seem concerned. Oh, that's not that bad. We'll just put a little super glue on it. He'll be fine. Grandmother takes Abel into the kitchen, gets him all squared away... Pours him a tall vodka soda, double lime, and then listens patiently while he complains and tells exaggerated tales of his bravery. You also occasionally hear him getting scolded, as you all know, Abel's always loved turkey, and he's always been the type to pick little pieces of it off while it's being basted, even though it's not fully cooked yet. So you guys will now have a little bit of downtime. Uh, it's getting on towards dinner, so any last-minute items you guys want to wrap up, I mean, if, if that much time has passed where we're starting to get towards dinner, the rifle would have ended up upstairs, like in, in our room, you know, probably on the bed because nobody else is supposed to go in there. They're like, does this door lock? Do we have a key or anything? I mean, it's, it's an old farmhouse, so not really. There's probably a key to it, but I don't know if anyone knows where the little key went. There is also places that are lockable. I don't think it needs to go that deep. I think we can just put it in the bedroom, like on the bed, and we'll take care of it when we're getting ready to sleep or whatever. They've been scattered around for how long? Who knows how long already? Nobody shot themselves yet. I think we'll be fine for one more night. Agreed. As the afternoon wanes into the evening, the smell of roasting turkey and stuffing and gravy spills out of the kitchen and begins to fill the lower level of the farmhouse. After what seems like an agonizingly long amount of time, as stomachs are grumbling and mouths are salivating, you hear the oven timer. Okay, everyone. Food's up. Turkey looks perfect. Oh, dear, we have so much food. I'm going to need everyone's help getting this out to the table. And make sure you get your drinks and take your seats. 
Auntie Emma, I'm so happy you're here. Can I sit next to you? Of course you can sit next to me, Tadpole. Can I sit on the other side and have a sip of your wine? Uh, you can sit on the other side and as soon as your father's not looking... I, I can have juice too, right? Absolutely. I will get one of grandmother's little brandy snifters and we'll put some grape juice in it for you. Can I have a big sniffer of juice? Uh, let's start with the small one first. If you finish it, we'll graduate you to the big one. Okay, I'll finish it. (laughs) As the family gathers around the table, there are giant ceramic dishes full of green bean casserole topped with crispy onions, macaroni and cheese, and sweet potatoes caramelized with brown sugar and topped with clouds of marshmallow. Baskets heaped full of dinner rolls and huge china bowls with mounds of buttery mashed potatoes and savory sausage stuffing sit next to the steaming sterling silver gravy boat. Smaller dishes stacked with tiny pats of butter or full of homemade cranberry sauce are dotted throughout. Oh, here it comes, the guest of honor. Sawyer comes out straining with the weight of a monstrous 26-pound turkey. Perfectly golden brown and glistening, it rests on a beautifully ornate sterling silver platter. Following shortly behind is Grandmother. As Sawyer places the turkey carefully in the center of the table and takes his seat, Grandmother looks out at her family, eyes bright with happy tears. Oh, it's just... It's just so good to have everyone together again. She looks at Sawyer, Denver, Tadpole, then over at the framed family photos on the wall showing her late husband. Well, most of us anyways. It just... means so much to me. She gestures to Denver at the opposite end of the table. Oh, go on, let's carve that sucker up. Ah, I could do it if you want. No, 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 don't. it's okay, Tadpole, I got it. More people could lose fingers. <laughs> No one's losing fingers, Brett. And so, Denver, you begin to carve the turkey. And as you're starting to cut into it, you notice that Abel... (coughs) ...starts coughing. At first, you're thinking, must be some good weed. But as you're looking at his face, it begins to twist with pain. And he begins to choke. And then he kind of starts seizing. I'd like to step back away from Abel, please. I'd like to know that he's going to throw up, and I don't want to be anywhere near it. I'm very slow, like sliding out, and then just like slowly backing away, because I see something is coming out, and I don't like the look of it. I think Uncle Abel had some of those stinky cigarettes. Yeah, I think so too. He's gonna barf. It's gonna be so awesome. Just not on the turkey. I'm trying to get him to hack up whatever he's doing on, right on the floor if he's I'm, like convulsing. I'm gonna get up and grab like a like a bowl or something. That's when Abel begins to gurgle. The family looks on in horror as some viscous liquid begins to make its way up the back of his throat. Abel coughs and there is a spray of thick crimson blood. 
splattering onto grandmother's bone white china, splashing atop the pile of mashed potatoes, polka dotting the crisscrossed tops of dinner rolls. It even gets onto you, Brett, speckling your face and shirt and baseball cap, which you are not happy about, by the way. Jesus Christ. Amanda, you have your phone. Call 911 right now. Still with that bloody gurgle, Abel begins to seize violently. The whole table begins shaking, and then he is suddenly thrown back against his chair, straining and bending backwards. And you see, against the tight Armani sweater he's wearing, something begins to strain and press against the inside of his stomach. As you watch, whatever's in his stomach begins to emerge. What the fuck? What is that? Guys, get behind me. Yes, everybody back up. Out of the room, back, 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 back. Get out of the room. Oh my god. Oh god. The first thing you see is a small, slimy, and misshapen beak. Slick with gore, it begins to tear through the meat of Abel's abdomen. You see a beady little eye, followed by... Are those feathers? As the creature continues to rip through Abel's flesh, you realize... It's a grotesque... Turkey. Not like any turkey you've ever seen before, though. It's smaller, but it's got longer, spindly legs with piercingly sharp claws, a vicious-looking beak, tail feathers which seem almost barbed. As you watch, it hisses aggressively and tears off across the Thanksgiving table, gobbling and shrieking and leaving blood-soaked streaks across the mashed potatoes, clawing into the perfect marshmallows of the sweet potato casserole devastating the green beans and squelching into the gravy boat. It upends plates and flatware and knocks over wine glasses. Then it dives off the side of the table, darts around the doorframe, and disappears into the kitchen with a clatter, leaving a trail of gravy and blood and carnage in its wake. Dude, Dad, kill it! Kill it! Great, yes. Where's that carving knife? Someone? Um, anyone. I am taking grandma and get her get her out of here. I'm gonna poke Abel and say Uncle Abe doesn't look okay. You should not touch Uncle Abel right now. Get away from Uncle okay. Abe. Yeah, get away from him. What's the matter with you? I grab Chad and yank him away. Somebody get grandmother out of here. I am checking for a pulse. Grandmother, by the way, has fainted. Oh, um, okay, I'm wheeling her like to her room. Blood his stomach is missing. He's already gone. We need to think about still alive, I don't know. So you are checking for a pulse, Denver? Yes, I wanted to check for a pulse before I gave up on him. I'm gonna have you roll a medicine check. I got a fancy little dice tower here and everything. Three sixes. So you, 100%, almost like you went to medical school, can tell he is completely dead. Oh, cool, great. Not only that, but you do learn something emerged from his stomach. That's a kill shot. (laughs) And that something is still running around in your family's kitchen. Emma, you said you were wheeling grandmother to her room? Yeah, I'm trying to get her like get her away, get her out of there. She's got an electric wheelchair. She's not really using it, so I'll assume you're probably going to be hitting you know, the button to help you, but roll a strength check for me. 
one six. So you get, it's a little bit of a strain, but you get the chair moving. You are moving her towards her room. If you guys have the map and look at the ground floor of the main house, you will see that her room is directly across from the kitchen. And anyone else going with her? Or is it just Emma right now? I'm going to, I want to go with Emma and grandma, but on our way there, I'm going to run and drink my whole juice and then go with them. So I'm going to have... <laughs> Denver, you're checking Abel's pulse. Preston, I'm assuming you're still standing there making sure Denver doesn't get eaten. Yeah, I'm trying to just see if I can maintain, like, has it left, like, bloody footprints once it left the table? At least maintain a trail of something of where it's gone. You see what looks like a trail leading off into the kitchen. You're a little bit in shock, so you're not paying as much attention. You're kind of panicked, but you can you could hear little clatterings in the kitchen, so it was clearly in there. But then, by now, it seems to have gone a little bit more silent. Preston, can we please go catch it? Preston, please. Yeah, that first name thing's going to stop real soon, bud. But yes, we should absolutely find that. Um, team should get together or something. It's somebody, I don't know, grab a carving knife. That thing's not that big. You guys, there's a fireplace right here. Why don't we grab the pokers? Good. That starts. That's a good That's start. That's my girl. All right, so there's one fireplace poker in there, and there's another, not really a poker, but probably like the little broom thing, but it's heavy wrought iron. So whoever wants one of those would get, essentially, blunt weapon. It will be plus one bonus to wield, because it's just a heavy object that you're, you know, that you're trying to hit people with. Your damage on that will be one. Range is engaged. Amanda's taking one. Is anybody else? Or are you keeping both and just gonna like duel? Am I out of shock yet to be able to take a, a thing and smack things? I would say at this point, adrenaline's kicking in. You're still a little shocked. Everyone, by the way, is going to take two points of stress for that scene at Thanksgiving dinner. So on your character sheets, and I'll mark it down for you too, you all have two points of stress. What that means is that next time you make a roll for something, you will have to also roll two stress dice. If you roll a one on either of these two dice, you run the risk of panic. Understandably so. You did just witness a vicious turkey thing come out of your younger brother and other people's uncles and other people's hated brother-in-law's stomach. He was loved. I mean, sure. Dad, Dad, I have my knife in my pocket. Can I use it? Can I use it? Absolutely grab that knife, son. This is the one time I'm going to tell you that knives are A-OK. We should take the carver with us and a couple, whatever big knives or cleavers she has lying around. Can I also pull out my small combat knife? Yes. Preston, you're taking the carver or or a giant cleaver? I would take a bigger, less like carving knife or cleaver. I have a feeling the batteries on that carver are going to go at a very inopportune time. Always do. <laughs> Can I have the carver? Go for it, son. Strap up. So we've got a mini Ash Williams down there. For the carver, I will say a zero in the bonus, one in the damage. Because it's a carver, if any protection or armor, it would be pierces one. Preston, if you're just taking like a butcher knife, that will be zero to your bonus. It will be two damage and again, engage. Honey, where's that gun? <laughs> you guys have a gun? Upstairs in the bedroom. Oh, shit. What? Abel said something bit him in the barn, right? It was probably like a raccoon or something. I don't know what the heck this is. Yeah, I mean, I'm not one to speculate wildly, but I'd be willing to bet that they're connected. And if they're connected, that means there's more than one of this thing. Oh, God. 
There's a zombie turkey on the farm. It no, we're not, okay, hold up. We're not going to be crazy here right now, but as That's, I'm somebody, uh, grabbing a, a fire. Turkey beast just burst out of your brother's stomach. I think we're well within our rights to go a little crazy here. Fine, go crazy. But Keep your voice down. We don't know where it went. Emma and Tadpole, so you are taking Grandmother to her room. Right, yeah, we went down through the family room. Now, keep in mind, I pulled Tadpole up piggyback. So I, you know, I've got him up here. I'm pushing Grandmother. Oh, um, your eyes and ears. Yes, he's he's watching my back. So, yeah, we're going, like, down the dining room, family room, up the hallway, and I'm kind of coming to that area where the wide open area of the kitchen is. And I, my hope is to kind of peek, not see anything, and with Tadpole on my back, make a mad dash into her room and shut the door. Okay. Um, I'm going to have you and Tadpole both make observation rolls. Do we roll our stress at the same time, you said? Yes. Yeah, okay. You're going to roll two stress. One success. Oh, one success. Okay. And what right. did you get on your stress roll? No ones. All right, I did not get any sixes on my observation, but I also did not get any ones on my stress. You don't notice anything out of the ordinary. You don't see the creature tadpole. You don't see the creature either, but you're really interested in all that blood. That was exciting, traumatizing, and you can see the streaks of blood, and it looks like it may have gone underneath the sink. Emma, you're going to make a mad dash for... The master suites, you now roll mobility. So that's agility plus your mobility. Um, okay, I got one six and I did not get any stress. It's not as mad of a dash as one. It's a little bit slower. Bump up against the door, you don't get the door open in time, but you're going to get in there and shut the door and lock it. Back to Denver, Preston, Amanda, Sawyer, and Brett. You guys are heading into the kitchen, right? Slowly. I don't want this thing jumping at me. Oh, have we considered just leaving? You know where the front door is. We're gonna go try and kill whatever this thing is. Can't leave Grandmother here with it, Preston. Bring her with us. All of us leave. Sergeant Slaughter's gonna kill it, yo! Brett, get in the back. Yes, honey, stay back there. <sighs> I am in the front. Okay, so the five of you have your weapons. Denver, you're up first. Behind you is Sawyer. With We've got Preston holding a large butcher knife followed by Amanda and Brett kind of waving the carving knife around recklessly. As you approach the doorway to the kitchen, it is silent. The only sounds you guys can hear is the dripping of the blood from Abel's ripped open stomach and the gravy, which is running off the table and starting to pool on the floor. You kind of crane your neck around the side of the doorway and turkey peek. Everyone roll observation. One I got seven. one six for observation. I got nothing on stress. I got, I got nothing, nothing on, a, on a stress die. Okay, so Denver, this has been a lot for you. You were nervous about guns, and this is way more out of your league. So I am going to need you to make a panic roll. What that means is you're just going to take one d6 and roll it for me. I rolled a six. You're in the front, protecting the family, as you should be, right? You're the oldest son. It's your job, your duty, to protect them. And as you come up on the doorway to the kitchen, the drip, drip, drip 
of your younger brother's lifeblood hitting the wooden floors of the family homestead is pounding into your brain. So you're running on adrenaline, but in this moment, it really hits you what's happening. Abel is dead, and there is a very good chance that more of your family could be harmed. Your daughter, your mother, you have no idea what you're dealing with, you don't know how to protect them, and you're terrified. So you start to shake uncontrollably. So as long as you're in this panicked state, you will take a minus two to all of your agility rolls. I am going to take some time to try and calm my husband, grab his shoulders, tell him it's going to be okay. You should just get your mother, get Emma, get Ted. We all cram ourselves in Abel's comically huge SUV. We get the hell out of here. And we go back to civilization and we let the authorities deal with this. Dad, let me go in there. I got this. For once, I agree with Preston. Let's just get the hell out of here. Preston, I'm going to have you roll, and you can choose, and you don't have to tell us, command or manipulation. Well, I know which one I'm better at. I got three successes on my convinced check, and I got one one on the stress check. So I need you to roll a d6. (laughs) Good. All right. So I got a three. You're all right. Like, you've been doing remarkably well at just adjusting to everything, but you start to realize, holy shit, Abel's dead. And it, it shakes you a little bit. You look at reliable, responsible Denver, and you keep it together. Denver, you realize that he's right. Yes, this is fucking bananas, but we just got to get through it. We'll get to the car, we'll get out of here, and then we'll let this be someone else's problem. So you are now no longer panicked. As Does that mean my agility's back now? Yes, your agility's back. You peek into the kitchen and you did, even though you started to tremble, you did kind of catch a sense of what was going on and you see a bloody gravy trail ending just underneath the sink. Preston, dear, go around, get grandmother. I'm going to stay here and watch that sink because I think the thing's underneath the sink. And if it comes out, I'm going to rush it. But you get, you get the kids. Grandma, Aunt Emma, Tadpole, get you get everybody else out, okay? Get with you, I can do it. No, you're going. You're going with Preston. You're going with your father. And Amanda, honey, I love you. Please go with Preston. Dad, you can't stay here by yourself and and get. We don't even know what this thing is. I'm going to make sure that it doesn't get you guys. Now go. I'm glad. What about you? Sawyer? You have to stay with Dad. I'm staying. No, you're not. not no, with, not you, Brett. Not, Go with them. I'm going with your father. Just shut up, Brett, and let's go. God, Dad, I hate you. Great. You can hate me if you survive this. I hate you both. I don't care. I go to your daughter's cheerleading. You know what? We don't have time for this. Lads are at stake. Can we call up Emma? We're going to try and get you out of here. I say, don't worry. I've got them safe. Thank you, Tadpole. That kid seems to be adjusting well to all this. Freak! Temple is a little weird. So we're just going to, I guess, take the... I mean, it's directly across the kitchen, right? We can just just go to the door that's directly across the hall, right? I mean, I was saying I was saying you should go through the family room and down the hall. That's the way that Aunt Emma went. I think that's the way we should go. All right, we'll take the wide swing through the family room. Everybody stay close. I'm staying here to watch the sink. I stayed with him. It's nice and slow, and we're going to call out if we see any funny business. 
I'd like to make another observation check to see if I see anything out of order as we go through the family room. You can go ahead and if anyone else wants to, moving in the family room, they can. Denver, Sawyer, you can if you want to in the kitchen. Uh, I got one success and no uh, stress die. So you don't see anything out of the ordinary? You do think you might have heard like a, a scritching sound coming from the side of the wall towards the kitchen? I got two sixes and no ones. Brett, you are positive that you hear a scratching sound. Again, it's it's kind of an odd sound, but it sounds almost like something is scratching or possibly even burrowing. Well, I think we can take a nice wide swing and give that wall a good berth before we uh, come around and go up this little hallway by the stairs. My mother being my mother, and I know her, can I roll an observation to check her room for a gun? Go right ahead. Ah, three sixes. So, under the bed, in the nightstands, top of the closet, you check all the usual suspects on where you think a gun would be. And you don't, you don't find one, but you know your mother pretty well. And it would be harder for her to like bend down and get out of her bed to get underneath. It'd be harder for her to get to the top shelf of the closet. So you check the toilet tank and find wrapped up in a waterproof bag, a pistol. It's not fully loaded, but it does have what looks like three or four rounds in that magazine. I grab that out of the tank and I'm moving toward the door. I've unlocked the door and I'm ready and waiting. I call out, Preston, as soon as you are close, give me the shout and we'll come out. All right, we're coming up the hallway now. I guess we're passing this half bath here. And then I guess what, we'll still see Denver and Sawyer as we come up around that hallway because the kitchen's open on the east side, right? Yep, you'll still be able to see, like the kitchen's open to the dining room and into the hallway. So as you come around and into the master suite, you would see see Denver and Sawyer. Mom's still passed out? Uh, yes. Then Tadpole, giddy up. Okay. Buddy, too tight, not around the neck. Okay, okay. All right, well, I guess we'll knock on the door and let her know we're good to go. Open the door, Tadpole up. Start pushing grandmother. Emma, why don't you put Tadpole on grandmother? I can see better up here. Just walk, dude. I can see better. It'll be faster if he's on my shoulders. Okay. So where are you guys going? I think we should try to get out of here. Now, this is an uncomfortable question, but what are the odds that Abel's car keys are currently on him? Didn't dad take them? Dad has them. You have his car keys. Sweetie, I love you. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, do we want to try to run straight through the kitchen or do the... I don't think we should go in the kitchen. I think we should. I don't, I don't think, think we, we should go kitchen. through the kitchen either. All right. All we have to do is get down the hallway and the, the front door is, is pretty close once we get down the hallway. I'm going to kill that thing? You know what? We're going to leave that to professionals, babe. We're yeah. going to... We, we need to get out of here. Do you want to end up like Uncle Abel, Brett? Just let's go. Oh, let's not invite that possibility. Let's go, everyone. Happy family fleeing the household. Are you moving quickly? Are you moving quietly? I'd like to be cautious. I don't know about the rest of the team. I'm trying to push Mom as fast, quiet as I possibly can. I'm trying to help Aunt Emma push Grandmother. I'm constantly looking back to where I last thought I saw it. I'm going to add that I could go through the kitchen and help him. We're not going to go back to the kitchen. There's nothing for anybody to help with there. Tadpole, I'm going to have you make observation roll. Mm -hmm. 
Emma, I'm gonna have you make a strength roll. You can also do athletics. Brett, are you trying to go through the kitchen or were you just saying that? Two successes. I got uh, one success on the strength, but I also got a one on the stress. I'm gonna have you roll a d6 for me. Four. So you start to push and it doesn't seem like she's gonna move at first. And when you do get her to move, it, it's a loud creaking noise and you're like, holy shit, like this thing is gonna find us, it's gonna kill us. Like you feel the weight of tadpole on your shoulders. You feel the weight of grandmother as you're pushing and you start to panic a little bit. But then you feel Tadpole's hands rest on the top of your head and you realize that you've got a lot riding on your shoulders literally and figuratively and you're gonna keep it together and you manage to very, very, very barely. Tadpole, your observation, nothing seems to have moved or changed from what you last saw in the kitchen, but you think you saw the lights flicker. Mm. Denver, Sawyer, are you guys gonna stay and keep eyes on the sink while they move? Maybe not the sink until they're definitely out of the house. Preston, are you leading the way? Yes, yeah. Cautiously leading the way. Get about halfway and lights go completely out. How, what time of day is it? It's nighttime. It's about, it's probably about 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the end of November. Out of curiosity, I suppose none of us have a flashlight. I have a lighter in my pocket. Well, phone's out, I suppose, folks. Nice and easy. Nice and slow. And then there is a loud clattering in the kitchen. Oh, honey, you all right in there? Cell phones out to try and get a flashlight up. Okay, so you guys pull out your cell phones, turn your lights on. You notice that the cabinet under the sink, the door is swinging. So immediately after seeing the door swing, I would have made my flashlight look towards where I knew everybody else was. You do not see them because they have moved down the hallway. At that point, then I would have just shown it the doorway to, you know, to make sure that it, if I can catch it running that way or something. So you don't see it running that way, but you do see on the countertops things kind of swaying. You see like some things that have been knocked over clearly kind of come up and all on the counter moving in that direction, but you can't tell if it left. Tadpole, Brett, uh, Emma, Amanda, and Preston. You hear the clatter in the kitchen as well. Emma, your hands are kind of full with grandmother and tadpole. Um, so I don't know who's pulling out lights, but what you guys are doing. I'd be pulling um, out a light. Yeah, I think everybody else but me is is pulling out a light. I've tried to, I, I can't even quite maneuver to give tadpole my phone because I'm just trying to push both hands as much as possible. I'm less worried about the lights and getting out of here. Get out of here if we can't see. Well, the door is directly in front of us because we're in a hallway. So as long as we continue in the same direction, we should be okay. Our eyes can adjust to the dark. Also that, I hope. Can I trust Tadpole to hold my phone so I can still have my poker? I can hold your light for you. You're not going to drop it? Yay. I'm going to drop it. To hold it really tight. I'll hold it really tight. I'll hold the light. All right. So I'm going to hand my phone to Tad to hold the light. Tadpole, I'm going to have you make an observation check. Okay. I got nothing. But I did take a picture of myself. Denver, it looked like you guys were trying to move to regroup. Yeah. So what's the order in the hallway? Preston, you're leading the way. And then I'm assuming maybe Brett's behind you. Yeah. And Emma, Tadpole, and then Amanda, would you be in front of Emma, you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the last one. Like, I'm kind of pulling up their ear. 
I'm going to have you, Emma, make an observation check. At this point, Preston, you're probably about at the front door. I got two sixes and no stress. So at first you're not sure if it's Tad, but you hear what sounds like a hissing noise. And then you hear the like click, click, click of what sounds like turkey claws. And then they start to pick up speed. And you're pretty sure that it's coming down the hallway at you. I give Tad to Amanda. I tell Preston, take mom, get all the kids out, go, get out. Preston, I'm gonna have you make a strength roll. She ain't going nowhere. I got zero, zero and zero. Amanda, I'm gonna have you roll, we'll say mobility. Try and like grab Temple over grandmother and get out the door quickly. And I'm gonna have Temple, I'm gonna have you also roll. So both of you guys roll mobility. Mm-hmm. I got nothing. All right, I got two sixes. You act quickly. Aunt Emma's like, take Tadpole. She kind of almost throws him off of her shoulders. He is not graceful. He's clearly not prepared, and he clearly does not want to leave Aunt Emma. Mm-mm, she needs our light in your poker. But you manage to tuck the poker, grab him, get him kind of in a little monkey grip, and duck out the door. Brett, I'm assuming you just moved quickly because you saw Amanda coming, actually. You ducked through. Denver and Sawyer, you're coming through the family room. You're probably about halfway through when you see hubbub going on, or you hear it more so than see it. Preston, you are still stuck trying to get the wheelchair. Unfortunately, this is the exact moment that grandmother kind of comes to. She is greeted by absolute chaos, the hissing, gobbling noise of whatever brutally slaughtered her youngest son. So she's not going to handle this well. She kind of, and faints again. And Emma, I'm assuming you turn. Do you have a flashlight or a phone or anything? I I have phone in one hand. I do, I have the gun in my pocket still. I haven't gotten the gun out. I grabbed the phone first to see, but I do have the gun in my pocket and I have a hand available if need be. But right now, phone flashlights up. Okay, so you highlight the hallway and you see it running, weirdly enough, not just on the floor, but it seems to be running a little bit up the wall. So it's still kind of small. It seems like it's already gotten a little bit bigger. And it is hissing at you with a disgustingly mouth-shaped beak that looks like it ends in a really sharp point. (laughs) Amanda, Brett, Tadpole, you are outside on the front porch. Sawyer, Denver, you're midway through the family room. Preston, right there at the front door, trying to yank grandmother's electric wheelchair and frail 90-year-old body out of it. So seeing that, I'm going to order Sawyer to help Preston get grandma out, and I'm going to regroup with Emma. Hey, you should hand off the keys before you keep charging back into the house for things. I hear that and take the keys and chuck them backwards. Like back into the house? No, back at you. (laughs) Preston, you're going to need to make an agility roll. And because it's dim light, it's a minus one. All right. All right. I got a six. I got one success. No stress. Please come flying at you. You don't catch them right away, but they do bounce off your face and you manage to grab them. Sawyer, I'm going to have you roll a strength. You can also roll athletics. I got one six. Do I also have to roll two stress? Yes. Nothing. Between you and Preston, who's probably more worried about the keys than he is about helping, uh, you guys manage to get it up over the lip of the door and start to roll it out. 
Emma is leaping at you. You had said you were gonna draw the gun. Is that what you want to do on this turn after you saw it? Or uh, if it is leaping toward me, no. I'd rather try to dodge. Um, okay. I, I, yeah, I'm not, if it's coming at me, I'm not even thinking about this right now. I'm gonna try to get out the way first. With a terrorizing, <laughs> hissing turkey gobble, <laughs> it leaps through the air at you. Tail feathers fanned out like little blades behind it. Little claws up. Roll a mobility check for me. Uh, I'm a bitch. I didn't know successes. No stress, though. No successes, but no stress. It leaps at you, and you go to try and dodge it, and don't quite make it. It is going to, one of its claws is kind of going to dig into your shoulder as it, like, leaps at you. Two points of damage to you, and as it hits you, you're gonna take a point of tryptophan, which is gonna be kind of like a numbing agent, and your agility goes down by one point. You're also now bleeding. It slashes at you, jumps over around where the stairs are, and kind of wraps itself through the banister and is kissing at you. So I watch all this happen. You would come up about the time that it's probably landing. You wouldn't have a time to react, and then you see it go towards the stairs. And it's now just at the stairs chilling, or like... I mean, it's backing up the stairs, hissing. It looks like it might be rearing down to possibly launch itself again. Preston and Sawyer, I'm assuming you're still moving back through the door, have gotten Grandmother out. So it is now just you and Emma in the hallway. So at that point, I'm just going to be keeping my eyes on this thing and trying to like get Emma out of the way. but trying to be prepared for it that lunges at me so I get baseball swing at it. Outside the house, Amanda Tadpole Brett, we haven't checked in with you guys yet. You are out, you hear a horrifyingly ridiculous <laughs> and possibly a shriek from Aunt Emma, so you know things are probably getting a little hairy in there. What do you do? I want to try to struggle out of Amanda's art and say, we gotta go help him. I'm trying to struggle out. Alright, roll mobility. While you roll also, let us see that struggle. <laughs> I got one. No panic. I'm gonna have Amanda, uh, I'm gonna have you also roll a... I'll have you roll just straight agility to see if you can hang on. Or actually strength. I'm gonna have you roll strength. One, one, six. Tadpole is struggling against you. It's taking everything you have to kind of keep him in your arms. And that's pretty much what you guys are gonna be doing for this turn. In order to keep him running away, you kind of got him locked down. Brett, what are you doing? Running back into the house. You're running back in? Yeah, I gotta save my peeps. Do it, all right. I will say this, you you at this point would see Preston, Sawyer, and Grandmother out. Are you gonna try and run by them or and into the house, or are you gonna? At least help, like, help Preston. All right, so you're gonna try and help Preston get Grandmother out. Okay. Preston, Sawyer, you have pulled Grandmother out on the porch. Brett runs up, he's kind of helping you guys get her down. You see Amanda is struggling with Tadpole. And you guys also heard the horrible, vicious <laughs> as it attacked Emma, and you heard Emma shriek. Um, none of you are old enough to know how to drive a car. All right, we go to the garage. I am. Yes. All right, get the car. I'm going to go check on Aunt Emma and your father. God, help him. Dad, let me help. No, you all get to safety. We don't know what that is. Your Aunt Emma might be in trouble. I'm not sure. I'm going to go take a look and see what's going on. Why do you never let me help you? 
Well, I'm sorry. The next time we have a whole crazy turkey abomination monster trying to kill us, I'll absolutely let you hop in. But right now, let's let the adults handle this. Just give me the car keys, and I'll go get the car and bring it around. Okay, pull it around. Thank you. When uh, he hands the car keys, is that a loose enough grip that I can jump out of her arms? We'll say I'll give you another mobility roll. Vanna, <laughs> you're going to have to roll strength, but now it's going to be minus two, because you're probably basically going to have one hand free trying to get the keys. Two successes. One success. So you think you got him, and you've got a pretty decent hold on him. You get the keys, you're starting to bring your hand back, and that is when Tad just kind of goes limp and slips directly out of your grasp and takes off running. Yelling Emma as I run inside. No, Tad, come back! Take care of it. You and Brett, go get the car. Taxi driver, you're with me. Let's go. I'll stay with them since they're young and they need somebody to supervise them. So I can, I can, uh, try and pick up Grandma if uh, we're trying to get her to the car. You're scared. <coughs> What's that, tough guy? I'm just saying I would go help right now. But whatever. Amanda hey, Brett. Hey, Brett. Stole your shit and just go help your sister. Denver, you are in the house with Emma. The thing is backing up the stairs. No one else has entered yet. Denver and Emma, what are you guys doing? I'm trying to drag Emma out the house. As long as that thing's backing away from us, we can back away from it. I have the gun out, but the turkey slashed at my dominant shoulder. So I'm like left-handing it, trying as best as possible. Um, never really fired a gun before, but at this point, point and shoot kind of thing. Holding your your cell phone for light, or are you just trying to do this kind of? At, at this point, I've dropped my cell phone. When that okay. thing attacked, I ended up dropping my cell phone. Denver has a light on his cell phone, so at this point, he's got the light on it. Gotcha. I just have my gun pointed, uh, you know, kind of ready, finger on the trigger. You know, I made sure the safety was off. I've got it pointed, and I think we're just like slowly gotcha. trying to back away, back to the door. The front door comes flying open, and you hear Tadpole screaming your name as he runs in the front door. What do you do, Tadpole? As, uh, as I'm running towards him with the light, I'm looking for a vase or a heavy bulk or something. Something throwable. So you're coming in the front door. It's probably like shoes off to the Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's but... fine. Alright, so you're picking up a shoe? Boots okay. if they're there. Alright, you're gonna pick up a boot, a throwable boot. I'm running until I can see Auntie Emma, and then I'm gonna yell, leave Emma alone and throw a boot. Wherever she's coming from, I just heard a scream, so I'm just throwing it from whatever direction I see them coming from. I'm gonna have you roll for... You know what? We'll say, sure, ranged combat, but it's gonna be uh, minus... Two. One, because of the dim light, and two, because I don't think you know what you're aiming at. Swear to God, I got two on my only two <laughs> dice. <laughs> but you weren't necessarily, you were just throwing it in Emma's general direction. Well, I heard her yelling, I'm throwing it behind her because she's in trouble. Behind her or in front of her because she's not facing you? Well, whatever direction that she was coming from because she's in trouble, so okay. I'm going to throw it. Emma, you hear Tadpole screeching your name, and then you see a kid-sized Wellington rain boot come flying over your left shoulder and hit, like, two stairs below the turkey creature, which startles the fuck out of it. You hear it kind of hiss and 
and and then it darts over the stairs down the wall that way and you lose sight of it but you know it's kind of off to the hallway here probably in the shadows of the stairs and you can hear it and i'm gonna have you emma and you denver take an additional point of stress because now tadpole is here and you don't know where that thing is and you're worried you're about to lose an eight-year-old boy i've got you auntie emma through the door comes Preston. Everybody good? What's happened? Let's go. Out, out, out. <laughs> Lost eyes on it. Get, get Tadpole out of here, please. Great. You should come, too. Don't, trying to get Emma. Thank you. Uh, so, <laughs> limp as this arm is, I switch hands. The gun is just kind of like as best I can, because now I have to scoop up Tadpole in this arm. I'm whispering, Auntie Emma, I came to save you. Great job, buddy. So let's all just... Cool Thank out you. We should go. We okay. should go. We should go. We're fast. We're soon to get out of here. Either one. Let's go. I am going to have, as you pick up Tadpole, he notices the giant gaping bloody gash in your shoulder. And Tadpole, you're going to have to make a panic roll because Auntie Emma looks real injured. I'm okay, but I'm not happy about it. All right. So you guys are backing up and out of the house, right? Mm-hmm. As you're backing up, you hear the skittering, but it doesn't, it seems like it's getting further away. Oh, Sean, shut the front door. I'm, I'm imagining it's a it's a double door type thing, like screen door, regular door. Not the front, the front door is just a regular, like, wood door. Then, yeah, close that fucker. I'm assuming you're moving towards the barn? Or... Yeah, I noticed the car has not been pulled around yet, so we probably go see what's happening over there. As you're walking, I will say, Emma, you are bleeding pretty profusely. I would like to take Tadpole and hand him to Preston and then go back to Emma. I feel like I'm just kind of holding Tadpole, like, literally out at arm's length. It's just like, you can oh, put me I down, you know, I've got legs. You do have legs, and it's about high time you exercise them today. I walk towards Emma. God. <laughs> Damn this child. <laughs> You know what, Tadpole? Hold my hand, okay? Because mm-hmm. Uncle Denver's gonna look at my shoulder. I can do so that. You yeah, I can on the make side. sure you're okay. You hold my hand here, and Uncle Denver's gonna look at my shoulder mm-hmm. over here. I'll protect you. Thank you. Denver, I'll have you roll a medicine check just to see if you can patch her up. Two successes, one stress. Roll a d6 for me and tell me what you got. A six. I'm really good at this, guys. One, your stress level goes up again. That's the first thing that happens. You're you're starting to like patch Emma up a little bit. You realize, yes, it's terrifying, but it's kind of also ridiculous that a turkey is attacking your family until you realize exactly what that turkey's claw has done to Emma's shoulder and how deeply it's gouged into the muscle. And you realize that it's literally an inch from arteries in the neck. So she could have been killed. Start to, you start to tremble a little bit. You start to get really shaky and you drop your fire poker, which you had kind of under your arm while you were patching her up, you also don't realize that you dropped it because you're so caught up in trying to keep your hand steady so that you can keep the wound healed. So you do succeed in healing her wounds. It's still a little numb and you're not gonna have full necessarily use of it, but at least it's kind of patched up enough that you're not worried about doing further damage for now. Family is priority number one. Yep. Tadpole, excellent job on holding her hand and letting her squeeze it whenever it was painful. I can do a flip for you if it makes you feel better. I have no words. Let's move, everybody. 
Brett, Amanda, and Sawyer, while he's doing that, you guys are moving towards the barn. It's a little bit of a ways away. Uh, you get there probably about the time that you hear them outside the house. It is pitch black, because it's nighttime and nobody really left any lights on. Want to bang on the door, so if there's anything inside, it gets startled, and maybe we'll hear it before we open the garage door. It's cool. I'll go check it out. Brett, stay behind me. Shut your face. I don't have to listen to you, Sawyer. Brett, well, you have to listen to me. Let Sawyer look with his flashlight. I think, Sawyer, you still have your phone. Can I prop uh, grandmother up against Amanda for a second while I go in and scout this? Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna weigh you down, Amanda, but you're not moving anywhere, so you can hold her. All right, so I take my flashlight out and I go into the garage. I start looking around. All right, so you go in. You see the oversized SUV. You see Emma's car. You keep kind of scanning. I'm gonna have you make an observation roll. Are you looking for anything in particular or just signs of... Signs that were clear, that there's nothing that's going to jump out at us. Okay. So I got one six and then I have to roll stress, right? Yep. You should have two stress dice, I believe. Uh, Nothing for stress. You notice nothing unusual. There are a number of little side rooms that you won't be able to see just kind of with the scan of your phone, but you don't necessarily hear anything. I get the keys from Amanda and try and get the the SUV out so that we can load us up. Was that what you're gonna do? Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Amanda, you've got the keys. Hand them to him. All right. So you're gonna get in the car, start the car, back the car up and out of the garage. At this point, I'm gonna have Preston, Sawyer, Emma, and Denver roll observation. I'm also going to have Amanda and Brett roll observation. Sawyer, you are in the car. It was Brett this time. Haha. Two successes. I got two successes in observation, one stress. No successes Uh, successes and one stress. stress. Two, Two successes, no stress, Preston? For me, yeah. Okay. Amanda, you said two successes, no stress, right? No, I said no successes and one stress. No successes and one stress. Okay, so Emma and Amanda, tadpole. Three successes, no stress. Uh, no success, no stress. Amanda and Emma, I'm going to have you guys roll a decent. I got a two. You start to kind of freak out a little bit. You think you hear something, Amanda, but you kind of manage to keep it together. The car is close. Emma, are pretty sure you hear that same hissing gobble. So you start... Start twitching a little bit just because you you remember what it was like. You feel those claws embedding in you, and you're nervous because you're now out in the open. You're pretty sure you're almost positive you heard it. And as you start to twitch, Preston, Tadpole, Denver, all of you guys, your stress level increases by one. Just watching Emma kind of freak out a little bit. Um, everybody else that rolled at least one success does hear the gobble sound coming towards you, but you can't see it anywhere right now. Do we see the SUV coming at this point? Yeah, you would see it kind of across the the way. And we are going to start run walking as fast as possible toward the headlights. So I'm going to have everybody make mobility. Amanda and Brett. Brett, you had no successes, right? Okay. You guys don't hear anything. You don't think anything's going wrong. You don't necessarily notice them pick up their pace and start panicking behind you. You're focused on kind of getting the SUV 
backed out. It is comically large. Sawyer is not as familiar with driving. Sawyer, I'm going to have you make a drive check for me. Uh, one success and no stress. All right. So you start backing up. You've backed out of the garage successfully. I'm getting in the car with grandmother and Brett. Emma, Preston, Tadpole, and Denver roll for mobility. I've got three successes, no stress. One and one. One and zero. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One success, no stress. Preston, roll a d6 for me. All right, I got a two. So you you have three stress, right? Yes. All right, so yeah, you're like, oh shit, it's all starting again. It's like you hear it, you're, you're panicking, but again, you're outside, you see that car, you're training on the headlights, you're keeping it together. You guys are probably about halfway to the car. You hear the sound again. I am going to have Tadpole and Preston make survival checks. Oh dear. Oh, we'll see. Two and zero. One success, no stress. So, Preston, you hear it. It's been getting kind of closer. It echoes a little bit being outside. But you hear it in a way that makes you go, okay, it's it's close. <laughs> so you have one action. What do you want to do first? And where, where am I in relation to everybody in our group? Like, Probably towards the front, Preston. I still have my knife, so I don't really need to do anything with that. But I can just give everybody like the hand up, universal like hold up and stop so that something's ahead warn the rest of the people with me. So you guys all see Preston hold up a hand? Okay. Tadpole, you're just gonna stop because Emma did? Yeah, I'm gonna whisper to Emma that I heard it over there. We gotta be quiet. You guys stop. You're not sure if it's in front of you. You're not sure if it's kind of to the side, but you you, you can still hear it and you think now just to the right of Tadpole. Tadpole, mm-hmm. cover your ears. I still have the gun. I'm just gonna fire in that direction, and if anything, kind of get it to reveal its location. I'm gonna have you just make a ranged combat roll. You can't aim because you don't really know where it is. Right. It is dark out, so I'm gonna give you minus two. I mean, unless you're kind of trying to light over there, but this isn't a ton of time, so I'm assuming you're kind of just turning fire. Right. Tadpole got your ears covered? Mm Mm-hmm. And I got one success. And two stress. Tadpole, even though you covered your ears, you're going to have to make a panic roll. No panic, though. Uh, oh, Auntie Emma, you're cool. Okay, so you fire, you got one success, and you said no, no panic, right? No, I got one success, two panic. Two panic. All right, you're going to have to roll a d6. Six. Oof. And you have three or four stress right now. I'm currently at three stress. You are frozen. So you fired. You, you think you hit something, or maybe you scared it because it's been silent. Mm-hmm. But in that silence, as you fired it, you were looking right at little Tadpole and his rosy cheeks. And you know it's over there. You know what it's done to you. You know how close it came to killing you. And you realize that you're not sure if you got it. And if you and Tadpole move, it could attack. And you could lose Tadpole. So you are panicked. Right now, you cannot move. Your stress level and everyone else's stress level, Tadpole, Preston, and Denver, go up by one. I keep looking where she shot and back at her. Then I grab her hand again. Just like tugging on it. Like, we should go, Auntie Emma. Amanda, 
Sawyer and Brett, you would probably have heard the gunshots, even though you are in the car. So I will go to you guys. You hear the gunshots coming from the direction towards the house. You didn't see them when you got in the car. Sawyer, you were a little busy driving, so you don't know. What are you guys going to do? So then I'm going to climb in the front seat to look around to see if I can see our people or where the gunshots came from. Okay. Um, make an observation rule. Sawyer, are you just going to sit tight for a minute? Are you going to start trying to, to drive anywhere? Or are you just going to wait until you figure out what's going on? How far away from them are we? You're not entirely sure yet. You guys were you were backing out of the dra- of the of the garage. They were getting in the car. You guys have now officially like gotten in there, and then all of a sudden they were basically gunshot. It's roughly all happening at once. So. Well, I want to I want to kind of slow roll to where the direction the gunshots came from, to try and close as much distance between us and them so that they could hop in. Okay. Um, I had one success. All right. As he backs up and kind of repositions himself towards the house, starts slow rolling. You see silhouetted in the spotlight, Denver, Emma, Preston, Tadpole. They're about halfway, they're by that big, if you guys are looking at the, the map, across from that tree towards the driveway. I wish to use my talent and pull rank. <laughs> All right, so you're going to pull rank on Emma? Is that what you're gonna do? Uh, I was kind of hoping to pull rank on everybody. You can pull rank on one person oh, at a okay. time. Okay, I understand. Well, then I wanna, then to Emma, we need to move. So pull rank would be an opposed roll, and it doesn't really work with panic, but you okay. can do a command action, which so you can roll for command. You will have to roll. Stress. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Three. So two successes, one stress. Roll a d6. Three. And then you have six stress total currently, right? Currently, yes. Because you keep giving it to me. <laughs> I mean, it's a stressful situation, guys. <laughs> so your stress is just increased by one. So yeah, it, it, you managed to do it, but that definitely took a lot of your last bit of bravado. Are you moving? Are you guys backing up? Are you just turning and booking it for the car? What are you guys doing? Booking it? Yeah, they were booking it for the car. Yeah. Mad Dash? Mad, Mad Dash. Dash. All right, everybody make a mobility roll. Sawyer, you're going to see them just start to book it. Are you going to try and continue to drive to meet them or just stop where you are? Try and meet them. Um, I'm going to have you make a drive roll. One success, one stress. Two success, zero stress. Zero success, one stress? One success, zero stress? Sorry. I'm the same as that guy. Zero success, two stress. So, Denver, give me a panic roll. Five. Six is your current total, or seven, right? Seven. So, you <laughs> Give it to me, come on, let's go. Everyone, everyone is booking in. All of a sudden, you hear a thud. I don't know what he tripped over, but he tripped over something. <laughs> and he sees everyone else receding into the distance on him, and it's just... It's a little too much for poor responsible Denver. He starts screaming, like blood curdling screaming. The kind does not seem like it comes out of stayed reliable. Always put the family first, Denver. Denver, your stress level decreases by one. What? Else's goes up by one. <laughs> Worth it. And as everyone kind of pauses for a moment, 
you all hear <gasps> of the turkey and you see it coming at Denver fast. How, how big is the turkey beast at this point? Like, give me an animal comparison. <laughs> it's probably mid, small to mid-sized actual turkey size. It moves pretty freaking quick, though. Yeah. It's grown pretty quick. It's pretty vicious. So my thought is, I've got Sawyer behind the wheel. I know he's seeing everything that's happening. Can I kind of like, kind of make eye contact and point as Denver's getting up, getting out of the way, Sawyer gun it and try to hit the turkey with the car? I'm going to make you make a command roll, Emma. Okay. (laughs) Just to see if you can actually get that across in gestures. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think I can be screaming as well, but just like... But there's a lot going on, yeah. so I'm gonna make you make a command roll. Command roll, okay. Uh, I'm also gonna say that's a lot of very tight timing. <laughs> Just gonna put that out there. You're gonna get hit by a car. This is gonna be awesome. I swear to God, if the only person that dies dies from their own family, it's gonna be everything I wanted for a Thanksgiving horror story. <laughs> I got two successes and one stress. Right, and how much you have five stress right now? Uh one, two, three, four, five. Five, yes. Okay. All Do you right, need so the role of vehicular homicide or <laughs> <laughs> she does manage you're not entirely sure, but it seems like what she's saying is run it the fuck over. Like that's you're a little bit nervous because Denver's still there and everything's moving real fast, but what are you doing, Sawyer? Oh, I'm gonna go on it. You know, I'm gonna be nice. Let me ask this: Is anybody going to try and keep Denver from Because <laughs> he's still screaming. Um. Well, maybe. Can I use? How does manipulation work? Um, <laughs> it's typically command in combat, but this isn't fully combat. I'll say you can use command or manipulation to try and calm him down. That said, that's gonna be a quick, cause literally you're hearing the gunning of the engine yeah. is screaming. I will say this, if you wanna try and make a commander manipulation roll, Denver, I'll let you make a wits roll as well. And if both are successful, I'll say that you can calm yourself in enough time to try and move. You still have to try and move though. <laughs> oh, I fully intend, I don't, I'm not planning on calming him. I intend on using manipulation to basically shock and shout at him to get his ass up and get moving. Oh, that's more like it. All right. Move, bitch. Get out. I'll let you then roll for manipulation using wits and not empathy. We're not empathetic in this situation. There is no empathy left at this point. You are just using pure street smarts. Denver, I'm going to have you roll just straight up. Well, you know what? I'll have you roll straight up empathy to see if you can understand that Preston is reaching out from you from across the void of his own social climbingness. All right, so... My rolls did not go particularly well, so perhaps I was a little too severe in one of them. Oh no. <laughs> Honey, sweetie, I know this is a very trying time, and we've seen some very awful things right now, but right now, you need to get your shit together and get the fuck up and get moving. I'm not gonna die on Thanksgiving at this podunk town in the middle of goddamn fucking nowhere, all right? It's not happening, and neither are our kids, and neither are you. I mean, your shitty brother's dead, and we're gonna have to deal with that. A lot of family therapy to talk about afterwards, but right now, we gotta work on getting out of here. So, pack up all your shit, all your little neuroses, all your little panic attacks, and push them way down, and get going. Now, unfortunately, I rolled one success and like three stresses. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, I'm gonna have you make a panic roll. <laughs> Good. Just like every Thanksgiving, as it gets later, more and more shit just starts to get emotional. Go ahead. <laughs> I got a two on my panic roll. You wonder, what's your, t- your current panic rating, by the way? Five. <laughs> okay, you, you start to tremble uncontrollably. So two dice off of your agility because you, as you're yelling at him, you start spiraling, you start shaking. Denver, what did you get in your wits roll? One success, one failure. Roll a panic roll for me. And the god, six. You're currently at a six, right? I am currently at a six. I'm either gonna bear hug the turkey or the car. One of them. I Just go real flat and go under the car. <laughs> so here's the thing. It works for a split second. You really think it's gonna work, President. As you're starting to tremble, you're like, I got through him. He stops, he's looking at you. You're like, I got him, I got him. And then around the time that you brought up his baby brother, who he loved a lot, dying, he kind of flashed to that moment and just starts screaming again. (laughs) You are gunning it towards Denver and the turkey monster. You, You notice Denver does not seem to be moving. Uh, I attempt to swerve out of the way so I don't kill Denver. What direction are you swerving? Towards the house or away from the house? Uh, towards the house. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and make a drive roll. It's going to be minus two because this is a instantaneous reaction that is not good. So I'm only rolling one die then. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) No success. Do you have any panic? I don't even know what the hell that is. You're stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I stress? Yeah. Oh, hold on. I mean, I'm doing I, do not, I do not have panic. Oh, <laughs> uh, you want to swerve out of the way at the last second. And it's a little too late. You're, you kind of fishtail a little bit. Um, I'm going to have Preston, Tadpole, and Emma make mobility roll to see if they can dive out. If they were by the house? Oh man, I hope I don't kill Tadpole. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna try and dive out of the way because sure. we're unfortunately... Tokyo drifts straight into me, come on, let's go! The, the, the back end goes right into Denver and Denver's gonna take some, <laughs> some major damage. <laughs> I'm not even sure what it would be, but... Probably a broken leg. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Preston? Mobility. Yeah, yeah, which I just lost um, two to my, yes. Um, Zero successes and one stress. Tadpole. I got three uh, successes, (laughs) zero stress. Uh, I got one success, two stress. All right, Preston and Emma, I'm gonna need you to make a panic roll. I'm also gonna need you to make a panic roll because when you hear that thud, it's a sickly crunch. No panic. God, you are a cold-blooded man. Evening <laughs> <laughs> news. Sorry, Denver, I gotta need those legs. <laughs> <laughs> We've got an electric wheelchair. Yeah, we're good. Am I even alive after this? <laughs> I'm trying to determine exactly how much health you have left. All right, so Preston and Emma, what were your panic rolls? Ooh, you know what? I got a one. I rolled two stress, but can I use my 
talent to ignore all the ones that I rolled, I can do that once per game. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can keep your shit together. You got a one and you had six stress, right, Preston, total in your stress points? Uh, I still have five stress as one. Honestly, weirdly enough, as horrifying as it is, and you will likely be incredibly traumatized and need some heavy therapy. At this point, you're not even sure how much worse you could get, but maybe it's the sight of your your son's face gaping at you from the backseat of the death mobile. It kind of makes you realize you still have so much left to live for. Yeah, I have a child left to live for. Denver, I have to pull a critical injury for you. Come on! Come on! <laughs> you have a cracked spine. Cool. Cool. Which is surprisingly cool. not fatal. What? You're broken. You're dying. You could still potentially be saved, but. I not say anything after that. You can mumble. You're probably barely conscious. Adpole, quick, do a flip and distract Denver. <laughs> <laughs> So you are now all in the same general area with the car. The car is still operational. You also, while you don't necessarily hear it, you don't see a dead turkey anywhere either. Can we get out of the car? You stay right back in and I'm coming in there too. Are we leaving Denver or are we going to try to drag his ass into the SUV? I don't think um, he's okay. Is he okay? I mean, I don't think he's I'm gonna go over to my brother. I'll, I've I'll lost go one you, brother Emma. tonight. I'm holding her hand and I'm going with her. Can I do a, do I have like a medical? Oh, over here I also want to poke him. All I am saying is get the hell out. And if I have any sort of command, being the eldest brother, having just got hit or anything, that's all I'm saying, that's all the influence I'm using. I don't care about me anymore. Everybody else get the hell out. I mean, look, he's got a fractured spine. Moving him is going to make it worse for two hours from any sort of civilization, let alone a hospital. How many bullets you got left in that gun, Emma? Um, there's either two or three bullets left. Yeah. Sweetie, I have a very grim proposition. <laughs> Damn, Dad! Just cold! Yeah, but um, better that than him getting eaten by a turkey, and I don't think we're getting him out of here. Maybe he's below the turkey's eyesight and he'll be okay. Oh, we should go. <laughs> Come on, Auntie Emma, let's go. He's used manipulation to convince people he's saying, shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> you could technically use manipulation if you want. Yeah, why am I not manipulating the family to get the hell out of here? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what it's there for. You will thank me later when you're all still alive. So if you're gonna do that, it's gonna be manipulation versus their, um, I would say observation. I got three successes and one stress. I got one and one. One success, one stress. As Preston's talking, you're starting to be convinced, but at the same time, as you're going back and forth on the leaving him or not, you do hear from behind you. (laughs) You three need to make a panic roll. Tadpole, you're fine. (laughs) Yeah, I think we should definitely go. Three. Six. Two. Okay. Um, you're starting to be convinced that, honestly, like, you don't want to leave your dad behind, but he probably would want you to get out of here. But you're torn because, you're again, it's your father. You don't want to leave him. But you are not panicking. Preston, you hear that sound, and you're like, 
this, my kid's in the car, you immediately just dive in the car. You're like, I'm not risking anything. Your stress level goes down by one. Everybody else's goes up by one. I'm watching Preston just panic and bail. So seeing this happen, can I jump out of the car with my knife and run towards Denver, and I'm assuming the others are near him, to try and fight off the Yurgi? Sure. Amanda and Emma, you don't like it, but he made, Preston made a lot of good points. This is a tough call because it goes against your values as a character, but he is right in the sense that both of you know Denver. Denver loved his family. You can tell that he's kind of still conscious, but you don't know if you can help him. And Emma, you're particularly worried because of Amanda. Sawyer, you are coming out of the car super fast with your knife drawn. You see behind them, the turkey now emerges from the foliage and is moving quickly. I'm gonna have you make a survival roll to see if you hear the turkey moving at you. I forget. We were so close, gang. We were <laughs> so close. Two successes, two stresses. So give me a panic roll, just a d6. I'm gonna move up to the driver's seat. Six. So you hear it, and at this point, you're so overwhelmed, you're trying to figure out to leave Denver. You see Sawyer coming around the side with a knife, and that's when you hear it behind you, and you just start trembling. You have minus two to your agility right now, but you know it's coming for it's coming from behind you. Amanda and Tadpole, you don't know. Although you do have time to see kind of Sawyer coming around with a knife. I think seeing Sawyer approach with a knife, I still have my handy dandy fire poker. I'm gonna turn to see what's approaching and potentially just start swinging. Gotcha. Emma, what are you doing? You're trembling, but you did hear it. You know it's coming. You can still move. You just have minus two to your agility right now. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna join the fray and just, I'm, I'm, I'm firing toward it. Temple, are you still staying attached to Emma's hand? Yeah, I'm just tugging her to try to get her to go. With the the hand that he's tugging on, I'm just gonna kind of just direct him behind me. Cover your ears, buddy. Amanda, it's going to launch itself with its vicious (laughs) at you. Grandma's still in the car? Better be. Yeah, grandmother's still (laughs) Honestly, Brett, you're pretty sure you saw Grandma, like, open an eye, hear the screaming, and just pretend to go back. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma ain't having any other shit. <laughs> so if you want, it's going to leap at you. You could try and kind of... I would like to try to dodge out of the way. Roll agility, and then let me know what your total number of sixes is. So, one six. So you do kind of manage to dodge, unfortunately. It's not quite enough. So it's going to, you manage to dodge and move and it doesn't grab your shoulder, but it does kind of get your arm. It's gonna do points of damage. You're also gonna take a point of tryptophan, so your agility goes down by one. And then with its rating success, it's going to kind of latch on to you. So it's kind of got a claw in your arm and it's going to reach over for your other arm. I don't know what hand you use, but it will say it it latches onto your right arm. So you've got three points of damage to you. Uh, Emma, Sawyer, Tadpole, that's what you guys kind of see, is this vicious, horrible turkey monster latch on to Amanda. I'm minus two agility still. Yep. Um, 
Well, I'm certainly not going to fire my gun with it latched onto her because there's no way that I'm not going to shoot my niece. If Emma's still trembling and I'm still like holding her, can I try to do the um, stop panic action? I'm like, it's gonna be okay and like holding her hand. Yeah, you can go ahead and try that. Yeah, I would say you can go ahead and uh, calm her down. I would say using that, it would be, it's not really command, it's not really manipulation. So I would say it's probably just straight empathy. Okay. I got nothing. Tadpole's trying, Emma, but at this point, all he's doing is just reinforcing the fact that you're a little afraid that there's an eight-year-old boy behind you and a 16-year-old girl is getting attacked by a vicious turkey monster. You know what? I'm just gonna kind of, I'm putting the blinders on, and I'm just going and I'm gonna try to physically remove it from her. So you're, are you gonna try and, like, pull it off of her? Or are you kind of, like, batting at it? What are you doing exactly? Like, hitting it? Or you want to actually detach it at this point? I want to try try like if i i want to go in with my hand so if i can get it by the neck and pull if you know anything to to get it to loosen its grip fo- i don't i don't want it to focus on her anymore if best case scenario i remove it it focuses on me i just needed to get it off her one success you're definitely distracting it you don't manage to fully dislodge it but it is like it, it where it was trying to actually latch on with the other, it's now trying to fight you off and stay latched. Sawyer. Okay, uh while she's kind of got it pulling it off of Amanda, uh, I'm gonna try and give her a hand, possibly trying to slice at it with my knife. It's also gonna be a close combat. Okay, so I got uh, three successes. So you hear the, the turkey kind of and then you kind of get it on its like claw area and it opens and releases Amanda and drops to the ground and you see it kind of move off and start hissing we run to the car now oh wait no <laughs> I, I still don't want to leave Denver I know it's probably what we have to do but I really don't want to leave Denver Brett, uh, Brett and Preston you guys are still in the car is there anything you want us to do or are you just kind of keeping the engine running and ready to go I I kind of feel like you're being a little bitch, so either drive the car and let's go, or we're getting out and we're helping them. Oh wow, is that is that it? I'm a little bitch right now. Could just grab the car and peel right out of here, bud. That's what you want to do. All right, fine. Fuck well, I'm gonna pull this car around, and um, man, the whole family is just out there, and they're not. Yeah, they are not. Hey, your family. Um, <laughs> you're gonna leave your husband. What the fuck? That or we get out and we help them fight, man. God, I hate but I'm not gonna sit here doing nothing anymore. Oh my god, you were just mm. You have so much of Judith in you and it's infuriating. Fine. Let's all die as a family. Great, good and great. Let's all have a happy death together. This chicken be small says. Good. Come on out, son. This is a totally great idea. Come die with your dad. Let me check the maybe your balls are in this car somewhere. Let me oh see. yeah, alright. I'm already out the door. Let's go, punk. Let's go. Let's go fight. Yeah, great. I'm sure you would have appreciated living to see puberty, but... Guess we'll never know. Guess we'll never know. Emma, Sawyer, Amanda, Tadpole, you are thrilled when you hear the car doors of the ridiculously oversized SUV fling open, and you're pretty sure... Did they turn on the radio while they were in there? You're not positive, but there might be some bass playing right now. And Preston and Brett emerge. The reinforcements have arrived. They are bickering nonsensically. And 
pretty sure Preston may still leave everyone behind, including his son, but they are here right now. <laughs> Denver, you are in a slightly comatose haze, horrified to learn that now there are more family members out of the car and out of safety and you know, surrounding you and potentially, and you still faintly hear the sound of your nemesis, the turkey. <laughs> the SUV is his nemesis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the SUV is his nemesis. <laughs> Compassion apparently is his nemesis because that's what's keeping everyone here. Seriously, where was the compassion earlier when we were giving shit to, to, to Abel? Can I compassion? I'm here. I was brought here by good old fashioned shaming tactics. Can I try to grab Denver by the ankles and start dragging him towards the house? The house? Yeah, that was, that's a terrible place to be. That's it. You can roll a strength roll. Okay. I got nothing. But I'm still trying. I'm like, come on, guys, we have to go. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna try, can I try to help Tadpole and talk him into dragging the body into the car instead? I'm not gonna bother talking to Tadpole, he's eight. I'm just going to move him out of the way and start moving my husband into the car. This, oh, you're, welcome to the party. Okay, let's do it. Oh my god. If so, I could abort <laughs> a teenager, Can we go, guys? I gotta though. pee. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Tad's got to pee. Let's get their show on the road. Yeah, Give me that all that goddamn juice. Make a strength roll. Good. I'm Have athletics. You can use athletics. I uh, do not. Uh, <coughs> no. no, this is not <laughs> I could manipulate him into fixing his spine. I would. <laughs> but, um, oh, there we go. Oh, that's not great. One success and two stresses. All right, I'm gonna have you roll panic for me. Yep. Four. So you start trembling uncontrollably. You have your minus two to agility, but you are kind of slowly moving him, just not very cautiously. Uh, you're trembling a little too much. First thing they say if you find somebody with a fractured spine is to move yeah. them, right? That's how it's all well, that. The funny thing is, is, the next thing was because of that, and because now two people have tried to move, hey. failed. He does take another point of damage, which means he does get another critical injury. <laughs> Can we just call this a loss, everybody, and move on? <laughs> I lost the dice. Um, yikes. Um, okay. So while you're moving him, what you neglected to realize was that not only did the car fishtail into and hit Denver, but it also kind of knocked some debris around. Some of those like little garden stake lights got knocked around uh, and shattered a little bit. And as you're kind of dragging them, what you don't realize is you drag them right over one of the shards of glass and it <laughs> ruptures his jugular. All right, he's down. Everybody in the car. Um, okay. Everybody get in the car. Good, great. I Everybody wanted to my husband, but no. We had to try. Nobody look behind the car, and I'm gonna go behind the car and go pee. Okay. I had a lot of juice today. I'm not gonna pee my pants. So, Tadpole, I'm gonna need you to make a survival roll for me. Okay. <laughs> Your pants roll. Two? Okay, so as you are behind the car, peeing and mumbling the Caillou theme to yourself, 
you, before you even hear it, although you do hear it, you sense something is watching you. During all of the arguing and moving and the shock of Denver's sudden bloody throat cutting, um, everyone lost sight of the turkey creature, and it is now, as you're peeing and starting to sense something watching you, you then hear the hissing gobble of it as it starts to come towards you. It is coming fast. (gasps) What do you do? Uh, I'd like to pull up my pants as fast as possible and run to the other side of the car. <laughs> I'm gonna need Going, you. it's coming! <laughs> I need you to make... I'm gonna need you to make a mobility roll, but you're gonna take minus one to your mobility because your pants are around your ankles. I got nothing. So, everyone and Emma, you here... Tadpole shout, it's coming! And then, thud. Uh, as Tadpole falls to the ground, pants around his ankles. I don't even know if he finished peeing, quite frankly, and we won't embarrass him by saying it, but I'm pretty sure if he had finished peeing, he peed again when he hit the ground. Right. Uh, this is followed shortly by the gobbling sound of the turkey. <laughs> as you've done to recognize its attack screech. So it is going to leap at you, Tadpole. Mm-hmm. I come running around the van toward Tadpole and try to punt the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just running full speed, and it's like fucking Finkel and Einhorn, and I just poof, and just I just try to punt laces out. I would like to start trying to crawl under the car. I'm going to have you make a mobility roll, Tadpole. I'm going to have you make an ability roll first, and I'm going to see if you can reach him. Okay. Emma, I don't know if you are still trembling from panic. You may have... I like- think hearing hearing Tadpole scream and then hearing that thud, it was like, you know, the adrenaline, lift the school bus off the kid kind of situation. I think that it just... Tiger Mom. Gotcha. Two successes, two stresses. I'm going to have you roll for panic. Five. So basically, your panic is telling you you need to get to safety immediately. You should not keep running towards this turkey morph that's attacking Tadpole. But I'll let you roll one empathy check to see if you can shake yourself out of it because it's Tadpole and you have a special connection. No successes. So you see Tadpole heading underneath the car. Everything in your body tells you that running at this thing is stupid. You're just going to dive in the car. Tadpole, you are crawling underneath when you feel from around your ankle the claw of the turkey morph. It sinks in mm-hmm. and do two points of damage. Can um, I try can, my dodge talent? You can try to dodge. You are going to be a little bit hampered because you are crawling. and crawling. So I'd say minus one. So I got one success. Because you dodged it, it doesn't manage to latch on, but you are now under the car. Everyone else, I'm assuming, is in the car. I'm going to specifically yell, Emma, don't leave me. (laughs) You hear a little bit of a faint yell that you recognize as tadpoles, and you see the turkey kind of withdraw a little bit from where it had gone to attack, so you assume he's made it to underneath the car. 
you can't see him, you can kind of keep an eye on the turkey. And as the turkey's moving, you, you can use that as a gauge of where Tadpole might be. We're, we're all in the car, yeah? Except for Tadpole, yes. Thinking since none of these guys are going to nut up, I'm going to go out there and run a distraction for Emma while she grabs Tad from under the car, and then we'll, we'll get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Let's do it. Fuck it. What do I have to roll? <laughs> we're so close. You can try. Everyone else, you will notice that Brett is trying to get out of the car. Just hit the, who's in the driver's seat? Can I just hit the power you lock? You are, aren't you? <laughs> I think you are. You're here. <laughs> the I, yeah, lock. I was assuming you were because- Child you, lock on. Confirming. I just, I didn't want to assume. <laughs> yeah. I was assuming you were because the minute the Denver's throat got slit, you went, well, we tried. So I assumed- yeah, Well, we tried, you, indeed. I was like, well, we tried. <laughs> Good effort, everybody. Good effort. <laughs> I'm just trying so, to hit the power lock button so we can't actually get out of the car. <laughs> Tadpole, underneath the car, you again are here. The everyone's he kind of hears it, and a little bit of the impact of the turkey morph as it reaches in. It's gonna reach for you. It's gonna do. It's gonna do three damage to you. Okay, can I try to dodge again? You can try to dodge again. A one six, so that's two damage to me. And it's gonna grab you by the ankle and start to pull you out from underneath the car. It is now dragging you out. Whatever like is grabbing me by, I want to. I'm trying to start hitting that, uh, and trying to like hold on to the car. Make a strength roll for me. Okay. I got one. It's it's pulling you. I mean, you're an eight year old boy. Question. Yes. Is it grabbing me by my legs or is it grabbing me by my pants? It has your pants, but it's kind of dug into your skin because. Gotcha. Uh, so it's going to it pulls you out at this point. Like you put up a pretty good fight, but mm-hmm. it pulls you out and it's kind of looming over you, Emma. You can see Deadpool's <laughs> naked lower half, and he's basically what he's doing it on Question. Yes. Can I see the turkey beast in the rear view mirror? Abel is probably someone that would have a backup camera on his comically oversized SUV. So you can't, you could see like maybe the tail feathers to know it's there. But if you were to put it in reverse, you would be able to see it on a backup camera. Can I put it in reverse and just slam the gas? Tadpole's lying down. He should go under the car. <laughs> We've already ran somebody over. On, we've already crossed that bridge. <laughs> you are in the driver's seat, so you can. I'm literally going to do that. I'm going to throw in reverse and just like slam the gas for like ten, like a little bit. It fits under the car. <laughs> we've already proven that. I will say you're going to have to do a drive roll. All right. One success and one stress. All right. Roll your panic. Five. You throw it in reverse. You've got this. You see it. And you flash to the sickening crunch of her being hit by that SUV, and you freeze. You can't hit that gas pedal. Even though you don't particularly care about Deadpool, you just, you just can't. And now you can all see, because you put it in reverse, you can all see on the rear view backup camera as the turkey monster kind of leans down. He's got Tadpole at this point now by the shoulders, pressing him to the ground. You all see the jaws of the turkey start to open. They start to open on this black maw of a beak. It widens and it widens further than you could possibly think this turkey beak would be able to widen. And from deep within this black maw of turkey, you see something glittering start to emerge. It's these beady dead eyes 
and a smaller turkey head starts to emerge and it's dripping this gravy out of its jaws and it starts to open and there's these metallic little teeth lining a beak. You've never seen teeth on a beak. Let me tell you, it is Lovecraftian levels of nightmarish. And it is right there coming down towards your face, opening up. Tadpole, you have to make a panic roll. I got a six. You want to run. You cannot run. <laughs> okay, if, is the car, the car's in reverse. Brett, can you reach over and push down on your dad's leg to hit the gas so it backs up? Yeah, I'm into it. Can I use, like, my special wit thing? I'll let you use it. Why not wits? I'll let you roll wits with the technology bonus on this one. Four sixes. Do you have any stress? No. Brett, as cool as a cucumber, reaches over. He's never driven, but he's got the basics, and he likes machines. So he kind of grabs the wheel a little bit to keep it steady and just jams on his father's knee, floors it backwards, jars you a little bit, Preston, and kind of brings you out of your panic. And as you see the jaws start to lunge forward towards Tadpole, you hear a... as the SUV rams into the turkey so we rolled up we you know we hit the turkey we rolled back far enough that when we hit the turkey i'm assuming tadpole kept trying to go forward like as you know and then get out of the car grab him get back in the car so so you're gonna i'm gonna have you do a mobility roll one success and one stress make your panic roll Tadpole, you're going to start moving towards Aunt Emma now that you see her. Yeah. Okay. Like, Emma, you came back for me. Panic roll is one, and I had six stresses, so seven. At this point, you can't hear the turkey. You don't know what happened to it. You're not paying any attention to it, which is making me a little nervous, but you just want to grab Tadpole and go. Tadpole, you are crawling as fast as you can towards Aunt Emma. And Emma, I'm going to have you make one more mobility roll to grab Tadpole and roll into the SUV as... I'm gonna have Sawyer, Preston, and Amanda make an observation roll. On my mobility, I got two successes, zero stress. If anyone did succeed on their observation, they would notice in their rearview mirror that the turkey seems to be getting back up. It was knocked off its feet, but it's starting to get back up. Emma, Tadpole, you successfully managed to get in the car. Everyone is now in the car. Punch it, Chewy. Drive, make your drive roll and just floor it out of here. I wanna watch behind us. You see the turkey kind of stagger. Um, One success, zero stress. Oh, yes. So you peep out, you drive down the driveway. Uh, Tadpole, you notice as you're staring at the rearview mirror that the turkey kind of like a stagger to its feet. It kind of claws play out. It makes a like hissing (laughs) and takes off into the farm. Black Friday dawns, cold and crystalline, as the weak morning sun sparkles on the light frost that covers the fields around Grandmother's house. The destructive remains of the family's pitched battle against the grotesque culinary nightmare lay strewn about the farmstead. All is still, peaceful even. And then, echoing from deep in the trees, there is a gurgling, shrieking, Gobble. <laughs>
No private car, no caviar, no coffee. 